guy, Sam. <laughs> went to the Shout out to Sam. Sam went to the girls' toilet and they were having sex. In primary, wait, did you say primary school? Yeah. You. Primary school. I was like in primary four. What primary school? Wait, wait, where was this? Back home. <laughs> Whoa. Back home. Welcome to the Bias Reality Podcast. What do you do, baby? It's your host, Orwell and Eddie. Yo, yo, yo. And, uh, yeah, today we've got, uh, you know... Spidey. This is Spidey. S-K-Y-D. What is Spidey? Spider. Yeah, very much. <laughs> Spider, to be precise. Yeah. Spider. It's alright, it's alright, it's alright. Smoke alarm! Lethal, bro. You what? We're slow and lethal. You're slow and lethal. Yo, nah, but, nah, look, today we're just, we're gonna talk about, you know, just, I guess the theme is centered around just, you know, Australia, just being in Australia as, you know, a Nigerian, and especially in terms of, you know, coming here, coming here for schooling, you know, and coming here, because myself and Adoba, we've been here since we were kids, we, we came, we were in high school when we came here, so our experiences and your experiences are going to be different, obviously. So we just wanted to touch on that because we feel, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of the times, when especially when you talk to people back home and you probably have the same experience, mm-hmm. they always think, oh, this guy's in Australia, he's enjoying life, Holy. he's living lavish, the government is giving him money for no reason. Rich man. <laughs> and, you know, we just want to, yeah, touch on those a bit, just let people understand that, you know, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. No, keep it real as always, bro. Yeah, and we kind of, you know, just want to find out from you and, well, look. Me. There's two other people that's supposed to be here, oh, but just two of us. <laughs> there's two other people that's supposed yeah. to be here, but they're not here yet. So yeah, when they come, we'll get their perspective as well. Exposing some people who are very terrible late comers, they will identify themselves when they hear anyway. So right? yeah, look, we'll, we'll get to them. We'll get to them. <laughs> but yeah, now nah, just basically, you know, from your experience, like what are things that you have found since you've been here, and just yeah, now nah, look, we're basically just gonna be chopping it up and just wherever this goes, it goes pretty much. No, but seriously though, um, how long have you been in Australia? I've been in Australia for five years. Five years. Yeah. That's 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 a long time. I'm gonna lie. And you came like, were you? Uh, did you come as a student? Or? I came as an um, international student, but I I had my um my sister and my mom here. Um, so they've been here since 006, I think. Who who says 006? What does that even mean, bro? 2007, 006. Wait, how long have you been in this country again? Me? Yeah. Uh, KSG. Oh, Jesus. Five years. Lord have yeah, mercy. So, so your mum so and your sister are already here? Yeah, they were here. From okay. Basically. And then you've come in as a student? Yeah, brother. Alright, cool, cool, cool. And how how did you find out? Like, did you come because they were here or did you come because, you know, you wanted honest, to go to school? I'm actually 100% honest. Yeah. That's the whole point. I, I didn't want to come here at the first place. You didn't want to come? Nah. Why not? Because, I don't know, it didn't seem like something I would like. like it didn't seem like somewhere I'd like to be. Like, the whole point of Australia and blah blah. Can you, can you, yeah, can you get, go into that more? Like, what do you mean it didn't seem like, like, was it based on, you know, research you've done in Australia? Yeah, based on research and like, based on, 
what my sister said, uh, it's not that exciting for young people, you know. And like coming from somewhere like Lagos and then jumping into somewhere like Canberra, it's like it's like jumping from cold from hot to cold. So you knew like before you came here while you were still in Nigeria, you knew you were coming to Canberra. And obviously. And you'd heard stories about Canberra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, I don't blame you because even yeah. people that grew up here in other parts, as soon as they hear Canberra, they're like, <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, so so I came twenty fifteen, did my um what's it called? My diploma in IT at um CIT, yeah? Yeah. For a whole year. Then I moved from IT, I moved from CIT to UC, where I um, studied my public health, um, bachelor's in public health. Okay. Was, so wait, hold up. You said you, so you said you came in, did a diploma first, and then you, you know. Yeah, cause did, cause was that a prerequisite? Like, did you have to? Was that something that I was, I wasn't supposed to, but then it was kind of hard getting admission straight to UC for, um, uh-huh. public health and stuff. So with the time frame I had, I had to like do CIT, cause it was like under short notice and stuff like that. Because it wasn't really planned. Uh, so, so when you came as a student, you came mm-hmm. for the diploma, not for like the bachelor's or anything? So the plan was to get in here first. Yeah. Like, just find something, just find something uh, in this and get in here. And then when you get here, you find what, you, what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. So I was supposed to be doing public health. Basically, actually, medical science. But I was like, nah, that's a bit too much and stuff like that. So, um... Yeah, I had to do IT first. I did that for like the whole year. Then I joined um, UC. Mm-hmm. Started public health. Yeah, that was like pay for its cost. So okay, cool, cool, cool. So basically, so either way, you still came in. You know, you still had to go through those things of you know being an international student and all the struggles that they face. Yeah. Bro. Before you came down though, did you know about this? Like. Apart from the fact that you didn't want to come to Australia just because you'd heard stories about Canberra yeah. and, you know, based on the whole being a young person in Australia and like the fun side of things, yeah. did any, like before you came down in terms of the schooling side of things, did anyone tell you, you know, what it was going to be like? Do you have any expectations? Do you think it was going to be easy? Do you think it was going to be difficult? Like, actually, actually, I actually thought it was going to be easy, yeah, because, okay. You know how like the system in Nigeria is like on the whole twelve subjects you have to pass yeah. everything if you fail one you have to repeat mm-hmm. the whole strike and everything and blah 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 blah. So obviously if they tell you you're coming to Australia to study, you'll be like, Oh, it's gonna be like this true, you understand? So that's so much like, if you've been through this tough system, this should be like an easier system for you to like adjust and just get your stuff done. But then when I got here <laughs> She go real rough. The moment I started UC, yeah, I like I don't know how to explain. It. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know. <laughs> Bro, I was shocked, yeah. Like, I, I, nah, 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 like it was something else. So basically, I wasn't told I was supposed to work. Yeah. Well, so. You know, we're used to like your parents giving you pocket money, you going back to school, just going to study, doing your mm-hmm. school stuff, and then after school, you're on holidays, mm-hmm. and then maybe if you want to find something to do, then yeah. But then I got here, and then I realized working was a necessity. 100%. Like, uh, it was actually a necessity, and my school fees was crazy. My school fees was like 13 grand. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna circle back to that because that's that's something I actually wanted to talk about as well. Yeah. Because in terms like for us, for example, our fees, they're nowhere near as high as the international student fees. Yeah. 
And that's something that people, a lot of people don't take into consideration when they think, oh, no, look, you know, just, I want to do anything to get out of this country. Just, you know, help me come to Australia, help me, you know, yeah. go wherever, just because, you know, my life is going to be so much easier. And they don't think about the fact that you're going to be paying fees that are ridiculous amounts. And for you to make those fees, especially if you don't have, you know, rich parents back in yeah. Nigeria that are paying for everything for you, you're going to have to work your ass off. And people, like a lot of people don't think about that. And then they get here and they're just like, oh, and that's, that's, that's where your problem starts. Like, you not like making arrangements for your fees all time. That's where you start spending more years at uni than you're supposed to be spending. But, but yeah. So basically, I wasn't told that I was supposed to be working. So in my mind, I was just coming to Australia to study and chill. Enjoy life. <laughs> Bola, go that's to the beach, you know. Enjoy life. You know, oh, the beach, the beach, the beach, the beach, the beach, here and there, <laughs> so I thought that was gonna be the case. But then I got here. I started with um, I looked for a job. I had no work experience, so that was that was really. When you say you looked for a job, yeah, because this is something I've noticed with a lot of Nigerians. What kind of jobs were you looking for? Because I've noticed a lot of people here. Yeah, they come here and then they think. Oh, I want a job that's gonna look sexy, a job that's gonna look good. Not knowing you're gonna have to go work at McDonald's or like yeah, you're gonna have to go yeah. clean the ground somewhere. McDonald's was even good. Like if I had McDonald's, I'd be happy. Like what I had then, if McDonald's was an option for me, I'd be much happier. I had to wake up at 4 a.m. in the morning wow. to go clean Louis' heads. <laughs> Academy. <laughs> Monkey boy. <laughs> yeah. Can you can you can you pause there for a moment for and, explain, and explain what Moose Heads is to yeah, just, our listeners who don't know where it is. This is the nightclub. Academy is a nightclub. Um basically we're just I was just a nightclub cleaner. Like when you say it's nightclub, this is the rankiest <laughs> like like not just, just not just it's a, it's a special nightclub. Eh? <laughs> the lowest of the low. It's like, it's like throw up everywhere. It was a nightmare. And then I had to wake up at 4 a.m., go clean the clubs, wash the toilets, clean the vomits. I'm like, oh shit. You were living life. You still clean toilets, bro? You're stupid. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, you can come work with me, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, like. Nah, man, it was, it, was, it was actually hard like then. So if someone, when you when you're back in Nigeria, yeah? Yeah. If someone had told you that you're going to Australia, <laughs> and you're going to be cleaning toilets and cleaning up vomit. No, no, let's be honest. What would you have said? Bro, I'll cross your parents, bro. <laughs> nah, but nah, let's, let's be honest about it. If you, if you told some people in Nigeria that they're mm-hmm. leaving Nigeria to go wash toilets, I'm pretty sure they'll take it. Nah. Some people nah, take them, like, like just to nah, get out of there. To be honest, yeah. Like this is, you know, you know, Nigeria wasn't as bad. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, it's bad then. Back then, Nigeria was okay. Yeah, I know. It was, but, it was, but what I'm saying is, if you gave someone the opportunity to leave Nigeria, no matter, it didn't matter what the job was, they were gone. No, but the thing no, is, no, no, if no, you no, gave them, then, if you gave them that decision now, they were, they were like, show, show me, show me the video. They were rushed. <laughs> but back <laughs> then, someone that decision, 2015, 2014, 2013. Bro, you're mm. getting a slap. <laughs> you want me to leave my house yeah, and go and clean toilets and all that country? Imagine, you're right. Imagine you're going yeah. to school and your parents are literally bumping you with money and then someone is someone will just come to you and be like, oh, bro, uh, we're taking you to Australia. What are you going to do in Australia? Oh, you'll be washing toilets or cleaning bathrooms. Come on. <laughs> and you have to do that a lot because your, your school fees, and your school fees are ridiculous. And that's where you, 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 you end your living from. 
from washing toilets. Yeah, man. Like, seriously. Yeah, but nah, just going on from that, just, you know, taking me back, just take us back to, like, your first day in Australia. Like, what did you see differently? Because I've got, like, you know, some things that were kind of weird to me, but I would just want to get from the perspective that what you, what were your expectations and what did you get, you know, or see differently? To be honest with you, yeah, my expectations, you know, obviously, are coming abroad. You're coming to somewhere fresh, you're coming to somewhere different. Like, you're, you're going to be expecting the best. Yeah. But then, like, the whole lifestyle I was expecting myself to live was pretty much different from what I, from what I saw here, yeah? Hmm. So when I was coming, I thought it was going to be like, obviously, I'm young and blah, 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 blah. So I was, I was expecting to come and live life. I was expecting to come and enjoy life. And I was expecting Australia to be a bubbly place. But then I got to Sydney. Sydney was okay. Like when I got to Sydney, it was like the whole place was, it was fresh. It was nice. But when I came, I came here, I think about 2 a.m. at night. So everywhere was pretty, pretty dry. Everyone was pretty much sleeping. So you couldn't, I couldn't really judge how the city was. So the next morning I, I went to, um, I think I was in Blacktown. Then I went to the shopping center in Blacktown. It was quite bubbly, quite lively. I'm like, oh, it's dope. But then, when I got to Canberra, it was, it was, it was, it was a whole, a whole different, <laughs> a whole different situation, a whole different talk. Yeah, we, got, we finally got these two people that because we got these two wankers who just decided to show up. Now look, we're just talking about you know, mm. uh, we're just chatting to Mr. Spidey. <laughs> now first of all, <laughs> now first of all, this guy, introduce yourself, yeah. bro. Introduce yourself, introduce yourself. What do I got to say? Um, my name is Chidi. And um OC. OC, that's what's up. Um and you know, yeah, what else do I gotta say? Look, yeah. And you know, we yeah, got we him. Just, we just arrived. I got Kika in the building. Hey girl, the bitch. <laughs> and um yeah, to my left is Spider. Yeah. <laughs> nice to meet you, mate. Um, sorry guys, we're late. Um, we just had a little bit of, um, you know, yeah. misaddressing. But yeah, so my name is Keiko, also known as Kingsley. So, you know, so there is a big production for So Kingsley, by your nickname, Keiko. So yeah, 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 that's it. So All right. Kingsley keeps us a Ah, you gotta give us his full government name. <laughs> full name, bro. Full name, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this is gonna do very quickly. I'm not even playing. Alright, let's get this back on track. Let's get this back. Now we're just we're just talking about you know like oh I was saying before just Australia and what you know initial thoughts were. You know, yes. So in Australia. Um, before we even get to that, let's um just um point out that um these two guys so OC Kekar. They they also came here as you know international students, so they have similar experiences as well compared to you know the experiences that we would have had. I came here as a high school student, bro. So it was yeah, we were. It was so I was thirteen years old when I came to this country, so my experience is mad different. But we'll get to that. We'll you know we'll circle back to that. Um, at the moment we're just talking about yeah the different basically expectations versus reality that mm. I look, that a lot of you guys you know saw. Mm. 
<laughs> I love you guys' face when you came when you came to this country. I know I know you have a Jeez, lot of stories. Face, right? Just like he's like. <laughs> Chidi, just take, take the mic, bro. For the records, man, I came here as a tourist. I'm from Nepal. <laughs> 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 All right, Chidi, take it up, man. I know, I, I know you have a lot of stories when it comes to you. Nah, Chidi, <laughs> what, what's, your, what's your experience like um, coming to Australia, living in Australia so far? Yeah, because um, Izu was saying that um, when he was when he first was going to come here, like if he if it was up to him, he wasn't going to come to Australia. Mm. So did you have that the same experience? Like why 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 did you come to Australia? Why like did you hear stuff about Australia? Did you was there a reason you decided to come here? I actually came to study. You know, um, a man's gotta be a doctor and shit. You know, save lives. But um, um, I was never actually. I never wanted to leave Nigeria. But um, the parents wanted a doctor, so um, Australia. And I came here because my auntie is over here. But um, um. Speaking of expectations versus reality, uh, freaking, I reckon you can never really be prepared for what you face when you, when you drop, man. All I, all I was ever told was freaking, you're gonna work, you're gonna pay your school fees, you get yourself a car. Freaking. Oh, so you were actually told that before you came? I was told that. Before okay. Because this guy had completely different experience. Different. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I thought he was coming to get girls. Get I was coming to chill. To get girls. He, was he, was, to he was coming wow. to go to beach. You, you got the girls though. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go there. He got the girls. <laughs> Let's give give that going. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but yeah, I was told I was told I was gonna walk and pay my fees and shit like that, and you know, freaking. Um, drive a car and you know basically stuff you wouldn't do in Nigeria at that age in yeah. Nigeria you wouldn't have the opportunity to you know you know um, but on getting here man I remember my first you know speaking of you know um, like the whole paradigm change you know um, environmental shifts my first experience was like uh, I moved because I was living in the hostels you see and you know we had like my first night at the hostels we had like uh, some sort of gathering, man. Mind you, I'm coming from Nigeria where I've never been below 16 degrees. And, you know, that was in an air condition. <laughs> Not going wild, bro. That's 16 that degrees was the lowest I've ever seen. And so we come over and, you know, I'm all fresh and shit. And, you know, there's a couple of folks, white folks out there having some sort of gathering. And, you know, I came in my like pants, like my trousers and stuff. And, you know, um, on getting there, I realized that everyone was actually dressed in shorts. So, you know... Fresh <laughs> off the block, <laughs> trying to be Aussie, me just in 2014, goes back into the room, takes off my friggin' pants, and puts some shorts on, and I died that night. <laughs> it was cold. It was in January, and the weather was, it was probably just like, you know, 9 degrees, but um, I died that night, man. But, you know, um, apart from like weather and stuff, man, like, you, you can never get prepared enough for stuff that you face on ground, man. Dude, I had to like friggin', I, I had to clean toilets, man. <laughs> I cut glass. <laughs> Dude, I mopped floors. I made beds. You know, in Nigeria, I've never done these things. Don't forget, you wash plates. I didn't wash plates. I, I wash plates. Yo, look, when I, when I met you, it was Nando's. Young this guy was so many chickens, bro. Yeah, this guy told me, bro, like, I met you at Nando's. I'm like, yo, this I want to see that, man. How many jobs how, 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 how many jobs have you had? I've done it all, man. I've done it all. I've done one day of car wash apprenticeship. It never, it didn't end up well. Wow. I've washed plates, pots. 
Robbie Cage. <laughs> Robbie. Wow. Wait, 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 pause, pause, pause. No, no. Rabbit Cage. <laughs> Rabbit Cage. Explain that one, please. Now it's only Rabbit Cage. So he didn't only clean two months in toilets. Why? Yeah, they clean Rabbit Cage. What are you laughing for? From the man to animal guy. Good man, shit was hectic. No, but like we laugh now, yeah, but it's an experience that a lot of people have. It wasn't funny. Like, those days, it wasn't actually funny. Like, it was not funny. Mm. Like, there were some days this guy, yeah, had what? to like pick me up like okay. 3 a.m. in the morning after washing plates. Like, I'm pretty sure this guy has got pictures you guys will never want to see of me. Oh, we want to see it, man. Where the photos are? Where the photos are? Where the photos are? Where the photos are, man? Like, to do something. Ah, nah, that was it was crazy. Yeah, man, you'll be crying. You'll be crying at doing this shit. Like, you. My first, my first night as a kitchen hand, I ran away at 2 a.m. I was like, see, it's either I run away or I die. That's too rough for my life, man. How can you die washing plates? That's a saddest story. So, you know, um, there's a lot of things that actually don't, um, um, you would never actually think of. Like, even just the food, or say, just like a basic conversation with, some like with like a uh, normal person like just a normal conversation yeah. like in nigeria it's a totally different sort of field sort of um um range of topics yeah. you know than what you have over here like just meeting somebody and be like hey hi you know how are you doing and stuff like that it goes a totally different way in nigeria than you'll be here than it is over here so you know there's a lot of things that actually um are different and obviously man like you i've never been in like you know i've probably never seen like five white people at the same time and then i <laughs> landed i'm seeing like that's hundreds facts, of white faces man. so you True. know there's um yeah it was so. quite funny when i got to my first class yeah mm. like i couldn't talk to anyone like first of all my accent was like Mm, we can relate. They'll be like, sorry. I can't relate, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I can't like, relate, sorry. man. First of all, they couldn't even pronounce my name. My name is Isu. They're like, Isu. <laughs> Three letters. Like, it's e- What's the full name? <laughs> <laughs> so, if, even with that as well, like, you see someone after class, you want to interact with them, but then you can't really flow because. Mm. They'll find it difficult to understand you and stuff. All those things are like difficulties we have to face and things like that. Even like listening to the lecturers and stuff like that. There was this lecturer that was, I'm not trying to be racist, but he was Chinese. And this man doesn't complete one sentence. <laughs> this man would be like, if you take this and put it here, and it turns to you understand. Now I'm look, like, I'm like, I can relate. Flash back to me. So what am I understanding? Like, <laughs> you don't know. Your sentence is 60%. So how am I supposed to understand? So all those stuffs, man, like putting on all those stuffs into consideration and like other things. It was, it was crazy. Like if you look at it now, you, you'd be like, oh shit, I really come this far. Like those days, mm. the only thing in your mind is I want to go home. <laughs> I want to go home. This thing is mad. Do you know how many jobs we have to quit? You start this one, two days you're running away. Two days. Like my first, my first, my first, um, my first job before the cleaning, actually. I had, I had one before the cleaning. Was washing plates, kitchen hand. I went. This guy gave me, this guy gave me stacks of plates to wash. <laughs> I started washing these plates. Wash, 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 wash. I washed like, I'm not even exaggerating, over 300 plates. Wash, wash. 
at least 1,000. Over, over so 1,000. They don't end. And then I went, I went over to the other section where they had like the pots and pans and like big spoons and all this industrial yeah. pots and pans and stuff and big spoons and stuff. I finished washing those ones. Then I'm like, oh, work is finished. I was about to leave. I went back to the place I just left. I saw like a whole rack of plates. I was washing plates <laughs> till like 2 a.m. After washing plates, I went back to that place where I washed the pants. I saw more. Why didn't you just leave? Than it was before. I was like, nah, 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 nah. This one is not happening. And then I was about to go. My phone was dead. Nothing. I couldn't call no one. I didn't have no money. Bro. Like, I didn't know anyone. Bro, I had to walk from Regis Hotel to Civic. Like, I didn't know where I was going to. <laughs> Roughly how, how, how long is that? At least, at least nothing less than seven kilometers. Well, like nothing less than seven kilometers. So seven kilometers and above. Like mind you, I don't know where I'm going to. So I was just walking. I've you never been there before. Well, no map, nothing. So I was just following the lights. Literally, I was literally just following. The <laughs> was following the lights. And mind you, it was cold and it was raining. So I had to take my shoes off. So I was walking. Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, rewind. You're walking down the streets with no shoes on. That's normal, That's normal for a freshie, bro. You see that? Was it was raining. If I was driving and I saw you on the street and I want to pick you up, Santa would be telling me, no, 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 no. You're a mad just, man, man You're mad. <laughs> so, so I was basically just walking. I was just following the street lights. I'm like, you know, if this street lights is going somewhere, it's going to be somewhere important. And then maybe people will be there and stuff like that. Then maybe I might ask for help. So I was walking and walking and walking, and then I got to Civic. And I'm like, oh, this place looks familiar because my sister just walks like right across the street from there. So I'm like, okay, this is a straight road back home. And mind you, from Civic to my house is like 16 kilometers. I'm like, yeah. whenever I get home, I'll get home. Well, so you walked, you walked to Civic and then walked home? Up. So I got to Civic, I started walking home. So this car just pulled up beside me and was like, oh, where are you going to? I'm like, I'm going to Gangali. Like, oh, okay, I'm heading towards Gangali. You look pretty wet, so I'll just drop you at Gangali. I'm like, oh, thank you very much. So the guy dropped me at Gangali. I didn't want them to drop me at Bonner because number one, I didn't trust them. So I didn't tell them a <laughs> <laughs> <tell> house. <laughs> I'm not about to get killed. So, and this was like, I think, 4 a.m. in the morning already. Yeah, so I got to Gangali. And Gangali to Bonner, where I live, was like, at least four kilometers, four to five kilometers. Then I had to walk from Gongali to Bona. By the time I got to my house, it was like past 5 a.m. I saw my mom sitting down outside waiting for me. I'm like, nah, it was, it was, it was crazy, man. Like, that was, that was, that was my very first tough experience I had when I got here. It wasn't funny. And then, so after sleeping and waking up, I woke up the next day. The guy, the guy that employed me at the, at the kitchen hand place called me. He was like, oh, Izu. Um, um, cause I think he's Italian. He's like, you didn't finish the, he's French. He's French, yeah. He's like, you didn't finish the, you didn't finish washing the place from yesterday. I'm like, man, I'm like, is this guy mad? And then he was like, oh, what time are you starting today? I'm like, sorry, I'm not coming back there. Like, I wasn't gonna go back there. It was crazy. And then I was saying I wasn't gonna go back there. This is my G here called called Chidi. <laughs> Chidi was like, oh guy, 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 forget this thing. Forget this thing. Where the number? You're not to go wash it. 
you go wash plates, you wash the plates. Is it not just to wash plates? You wash plates. I said, ah, ah, no problem. I'll give you the number. I gave this guy a number. <laughs> <laughs> this guy called me the next morning weeping. <laughs> he says, you my back. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, bro, I thought you said you want to wash plates, it's just plates, you wash plates. I said it's in my back, I thought you wash plates today and see yourself there. So, was, 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 was a tough experience, man. Yeah, that's crazy. That's actually crazy, yeah. That's crazy, bro. What about you, Kingsley? Did you have any of these um ridiculous experiences? Alright, uh, just before you go, well, because the cheese is heading off, so... Thanks to Cheese for coming Catch around. Catch you guys later, brother. Yeah. We'll catch you some other time. Hopefully another time on the pod. And, uh, cheers for coming on. Oh, cheers for coming on, but see you next time. You, Anything you want to say to the subs? Or yeah, before, to the before, before you go, like, if you, mm. you know, if you had the chance again to go back to before you came to Australia, like, what do you wish someone else had told you? <laughs> Not to come to run. <laughs> <laughs> To run. Because <laughs> if someone told me if someone told me their first experience, like if someone's first experience was mine and they told me like easy this was the first experience I had before coming here, bro. I'll stay back in Nigeria. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so tell us about your experience, man. You've been pretty quiet the whole time, so you know oh, give us a spill. Jesus man, my experience. <laughs> <laughs> I started back when I was in India, trying to get back out to Australia. Wait, wait. So you went home? You didn't come to Nigeria? India. Yeah, yeah, I came from India. Why did you go to India? Oh, my dad was a, like a, oh, he was in a diplomatic mission. Oh, okay, okay, cool. So, because of that, we like, um, Talking to the mic. I got um, enrolled to like one of the uni. I did my IT degree and some other um, software program courses. So coming down here, the person I had was my my dad said, "Oh yeah, he called one of his auntie from um, from the US, saying, oh, she she knows more about like you know diverse nation and how the country, most country operates." I said, "Okay, fine." My dad was like, "Oh, when you get to Australia, trust me, you have work." On that, like two months, you start driving a car. Has your dad lived in Australia before? Um, he's worked there before. Okay. He just came for like a one of one or two jobs and he left. So I said, okay, I want to go. But before then, I applied for like two unis. Mm-hmm. So one was in Canada. Okay. And one was in Australia. But I should have picked me first. So we came down here, and the first thing I had was on that six months, I started kitchen hand. Legit. Under six months. Under six months. Washing plates. Dude, yeah. if you see plates. So everybody, so wait. It's not just plates. Like, I'm sorry, like, I, I gotta ask. Is that like a universal experience? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out, man. Oh, go here. Dishwashing is welcome to camera, man. Because <laughs> with dishwashing, you don't really need experience. Because in my resume, what I did was, I said, oh, I used to wash plate back home. So, fact, so you use your I own hands. I got skills in this area. You know? <laughs> I mean, I mean, man, let's be honest. You, you weren't lying, but you weren't lying. I was, I was lying. He said he was, he said he was <laughs> yeah, a skilled player. You just think I paid for it. Yeah. So I said, okay, I do work back home. Like, so I was counting the years I was 
From the from the town, and I was born to. <laughs> I came to. I was like, I, I don't know. Did you actually put that on the resume? Like, no, like I, I did. I got through four years. <laughs> oh, okay. My guy had one. My guy had one experience in dishwashing. I was washing plate from. I start one a.m. I'm finishing like ten, eleven p.m. When, huh? Without I break. Was only one hour break. So wow. divided thirty thirty minutes. What? Yo, one a.m. to ten p.m. One. 1pm one, 1 to like 11pm. Uh, okay. uh, yeah, that's still so, 10 hours. So, so it, was, <laughs> it was crazy. You only have one dishwasher who's doing the dishing and also the rowing. So you run, you stack up the plate, you come back. Probably somebody's child dishwasher. And, and the chef is going, hey, come on, mate, you run up. Like, you know, so it's crazy. So with that experience, it was so tough for me. Then I met Chidi. I mentioned it before I actually got my job. I met um, OC at the, at, at the campus, so uh, it was a tough one. Um, yeah. Do you guys bond over your love for washing plates? That's how Chidi likes her. Um, Chidi, Chidi had a lot of money back then. Chidi had a lot of money. Oh, baller. And oh my god, baller. His mind was, let's go buy cookies and cream. Yeah. After this day. After this day, I'm just saying, he still has cookies and cream. Hey, this guy. Chili might be broke, but in his head, cookies and cream. <laughs> so it was, it was crazy. Chili <laughs> can sit down and polish the whole top of cookies and cream ice cream. Two, two big containers of cookies and cream. Damn, so one day. That's the yeah, idea right there. Bad, speaking of, speaking of, speaking of, um, um, changes, you know. Across countries, man. I never saw cookies and cream in Nigeria, so you know. That's you true. Never, I never had it in Nigeria. Can't really blame me. So yeah, it's one of those things. That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's true. But yeah, right after that, after the kitchen hand, I had um, another job, which was housekeeping. Did has housekeeping for like two, three years, then I stopped. You didn't tell him where you did it. Where did, where did you do it? Uh, do I need to call the place? <laughs> it was right freaking here. Do you know I actually worked right here? No, where we are right now. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but it was called Three House. Three House. I don't know why it's called. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did uh, the housekeeping here for like six months. I ran away. Yeah. They wanted to you ran away. They wanted to kill me. I love you keep running away. They wanted to kill me. <laughs> These guys would give me like 12 rooms under like 30 minutes you should run. Oh, that's slave trade, man. Like that, that was crazy. That's slavery. <laughs> yeah. And, and sh- this lady comes every time to come check the room, like the supervisor. She comes in, check the room and say, oh, you're not doing it. I'm like, do you want me to kill myself? I'm not a machine. I'm mm. not my best here. Exactly. So, so and, they paid us so little. So the pay wasn't even good? No. Well, what was enough. the pay? What was, what was the pay like? I think I was getting like 18 to 19. An hour? Yeah, for hours. And how many hours a week did you work? Three hours. So do all those rooms Wait, in 30 Three hours, hours a week? No, three hours a day. Oh, three hours a day. Yeah, but I usually work like three days a week. Yeah, and also just taking us back to the washing plate stuff, how much did they pay for that as well? Um, I was getting around 23, 25. So yeah, it's ten bucks. So yeah, it's ten three, ten five. No, it makes sense. No, it makes sense. Like we laugh about it because you know it's kind of funny. But like if you think about it, when you like you just come into a whole new country, you've got bills to pay, you've got fees to pay. Mm-hmm. I can make that. You're gonna go for the quickest job, thing. Right? Then. Exactly, yeah, it's a job. job was fifteen dollars. Exactly, it's like it's a job. Don't get me wrong, sure. yo. When I was doing the house um, kitchen hand, I felt like this is a job. Yeah, you, you know? feel like that's the shit. Because right? I was getting money. Which I've never seen before. Exactly. Like, I've never worked in my life, so this was my first time ever working. So, I was seeing income, I was like, oh, okay, see money, see money. 
You know? And then you start paying those right. bills. Yeah, and then I start seeing bills, but you know, back then, but we still had money, so we were not stressing that much. Oof, all my guys are ballers. When we saw the red lights, <coughs> it was so hard. Me, I and Chidi, we've lived, like, we've lived in like two different houses. We've come a long way, and the fact is, it got to a point where I and Chidi, we had nothing to eat. <laughs> mm. Like, literally, bread, and um, granites. When, when, you were, when you were leaving Nigeria, do you think you were going to come all the way to this country that's at the end of the world and you're not going to have to do it? No, my plan was actually just to come, to, go to India, study, go back to Nigeria. But my dad was like, hey, hold on, let's try another approach. Which we did, and I'm going to Australia. Yeah, but coming here, like, you, you never for once would have thought, no, I never oh, thought about there's, there's not going to be food. In like, my you know. head, I was always thinking about <laughs> Canada. I wanted to go to Canada always. But Welcome to Australia, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's um, it's it's funny because like you start off with um, uh, cause like with me um, um, I never planned to pay my fees and stuff like that. I was just working to like just you know get kicks with fresh. Now nah, working to like freaking just you know just have your basic upkeep, mm. and then at a point Nigeria stops you know international transfer. Or they make yeah, I remember when so that happened. Yeah. that you can't even send anything. So parents on that end couldn't send the fees over. So we had to, from nowhere, just magically come up with like twenty-three grand a year, dude. Tough days, man. So you know that that is what actually that's what actually kills you. That's the shit. Ooh. That's what actually kills you. But um, yeah, it's you know it's it's crazy fees for international students. And then when you have to, obviously, as an international student, you have like a 12, 20 hours, 20 hours a week restrictions. Yeah. yeah, you got 20 hours a week restrictions. You got your full time uni workload mm-hmm. and you got to pay off. You got to pay for that shit with your 20 hours a week of $20 an hour. Do you feel? So it's, it's pretty hectic at that point. Yeah, it's not, it's good that you mentioned that. Can you like, can you touch more on that and just explain? So I don't think a lot of people understand like all these different restrictions. They think, you know, I'm going to come to, like a lot of people have this mentality of, just let me get in the country first, mm-hmm. and then yeah, I'll be fine. I'll sort out everything. Sure, for sure. Yeah. But I don't think a lot of people understand that there's all these different restrictions and stuff that are in place. That even though you end up coming here and you find that job that you know is actually going to let you work, mm-hmm. your visa isn't going to let you. It's not going to let you. Yeah, yeah, true. Like even if you like, there's 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 jobs we've had where there were shifts, but you know you don't want to do more than twenty dollars an hour because you don't you never know when they're going to audit the thingy and be like, yo, you're breaching your visa. Yeah. Um. Um, terms. So, you know, like, um, it's, uh, like I said, it's a 20, 20 friggin', 20 hours a week restriction. So while you need, while your school or whatever you got going on is on, um, you cannot work more than 20 hours a week. And you're still expected to pay your fees, your ridiculous yeah. fees from that money. I mean, you, you, before you came into the country, you had to show them proof that you can pay for the fees, so. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Where you got that proof from? <laughs> I gotta get that money. <laughs> Wait, so you say 20 hours during semester, but not. Yeah, like while you're on holidays, um, you can. You walk unlimited. Oh, okay. That's cool. I mean, it, you can walk unlimited, but number one, there's only so many shifts. Yeah. yeah number sure. two, it's a limited time as well. You know, you walk like unlimited for two months, two and months, then you're yeah. back to uni, you're back to the whole 20 hours. And number three, it's literally holidays. You're working during it's the school, you want to work during your holidays as well. Holidays like, why did you even come to the country? Yeah, there's literally no break time. Like, there's no, there's no, there's no end. Like, it's full on to your freaking. 
Um, you don't get your degree unless, obviously, unless your dad is, uh, what's his name? Jeff Besser, so. From your ten dollar. Exactly, your ten dollar. <laughs> but, um, yeah. That's, no, that's, that's really interesting, man. It's good to hear you guys' um, perspectives and stuff. So, like, the same, like, the same way we asked you to do, if you guys had that opportunity to go back and, you know, listen to all this stuff again, like, would you, would you still choose Australia? I know you don't even, you didn't even want to come here. So, like, would you, would you actually come to Australia? Or would you uh, run somewhere else? Like, for me, like, it's good to, like, go to, like, different countries, because that's when you find, like, great opportunities and different ways to advance your skills. Mm. For me, Australia taught me a lot. I've learned so much, not just the culture, but interpersonal skills. I've actually developed myself a lot in terms of um, my music career, in terms of my IT Ooh. background itself. I've actually learned a lot. You guys should check out his beats, man. They're fire. <laughs> so, like, uh, I mean, st- I'm still evolving in terms of this whole thing, but Australia is good. There's a lot of opportunity. Ooh, it's just that because we're international students, there's a lot of restrictions that are actually not allowing us to actually know push forward to do the things we want to do. And also we're getting pressure pressure back home from our parents saying, Oh, I don't want you to do this, I want you to do that and it's killing us, you know, we're trying yeah. to blend everything. I'm glad you said that as well, because that's some, that's something else we're gonna talk about on this podcast. Okay. So uh, it's it's crazy, but I've learned so much about Australia. I love Australia, don't get me wrong. It's a good country. Um yeah. Oh yeah, that's for me. Yeah, what about what about you see? I mean, if I, if I was to go back in time and, you know, uh, I was told to either bring in stay in, are we talking stay in Nigeria or come to Australia? Oh, stay, stay in Nigeria, go somewhere stay else. Stay in Nigeria, go somewhere else, come to Australia. Like, what would you do? If everything was on the table, what would you do? Uh, uh, stay in Nigeria, I'll, I'll drop it off the table. <laughs> <laughs> but look, is that, is that a mentality of, now, based on the way things are, or like, or if you had this option back then, would you no, have? Back in the day, actually, I, like I said, I never planned to come to Australia. I always told my friends that I wanted to freaking stay in Nigeria yeah, sure. and study, because like um, my life was comfortable and stuff. But you know, um, as an adult, I was living with my parents. I was living under the roof, you know, so I wasn't really. I have much responsibilities mm. to me. But as an adult, man, in retrospect, like if I had stayed in Nigeria, I don't know what my chances would have been right now. Exactly. Do you feel so? Yeah, like um. In terms of, in terms of, uh, I mean, I don't know what other countries uh, will be like, to be honest. Like, there's cool places. I know I'd like to be in the UK, but the UK is not going to give you, like, permanent residence after you degree well, or whatever. You're going yeah, back home. Sure. They have their own problems as well. Exactly. So everyone's got their problems. Like, you know, obviously I'm coming from a bias. I've been in, I've been in, um, Australia for what, four or five years. So, like, I'm sort of in the system now. Yeah, exactly. I'm sort of settled down now. So, you know, if I was to say that, I'll still say I'll come to Australia because you know I'm used to the stuff. But there's 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 heaps of other parameters to like um consider. Like everyone's got their problems, like you said. Um, some other country might not have this, but they might have some other issue that you got to deal with, and you will never really know until you're actually on ground. Mm. Like I was, I was actually meant to go to Ukraine before Australia. Right. And, you know, blessings to Ukraine, man, but freaking, I wouldn't go there if, you know, if I had the option again, I'd rather choose Australia. But, um, what, I think if I was to change anything, um, in terms of going back and, um, uh, you know, in terms of going back to when it all started, like, rather than saying, okay, I won't come to Australia, I would come to Australia, but I'll just, I'll probably just do a couple things differently. Like, um, like, to be honest, like the whole, oh, you gotta pay for your fees thing just hit me. 
like real quick, man. Like it was just, it was all of a sudden. Like if I had planned for that stuff earlier on, then it would have been a bit easier on me. So you know, there's a few things I'd have done differently, but um, in terms of um, come to Australia, I'd, I'd still come to Australia. Man. Oh, that's like, that's good. I'd still come to Australia. Nah, thanks, man. That's really good. Um, yeah, so, moving on from that, from, you know, not really moving on, but, like, it's a good segue, based on what you said before, about the whole, you know, facing those different, you know, challenges and pressure from back home as well, based on, you know, what you're allowed to do and what you shouldn't do. I know there's this whole thing about, especially as, you know, Africans, there's always this, you know, standard that our parents expect, and there's always this whole... So, yeah, in terms of, like, you know, African parents, like our Nigerian parents and stuff, there's always that standard of, oh... These are the things that are acceptable for you to do. And if you want to, you know, move out of that, especially when it comes to like career choices and, you know, those things that are more high risk, they, it's always like, nah, we, we, you know, we don't want that. Be a doctor, be a lawyer, be an engineer. Focus on those things that as soon as you finish uni, you're going to get a job and you're going to be comfortable for the rest of your life. They don't want that. They don't want, you know, the situation where you're like, oh, I want to try this stuff out. And, you know, it's either it's going to click and you're going to be really successful or it's not. And you're going to sit somewhere at the bottom. Like, you know, the chance of just being comfortable and having that job security is pretty slim. Mm. So they don't usually like that. But um, for you guys, what would you say um, that's been like? Because I know for you, you came medical science and, you know, medicine. That's what you, that's what you came to do. And, and that's what your parents want you to do. Yeah. But then you also have the music side of you as well. Yeah. So how's that? How has it been balancing that, especially with your parents? Um, to be honest, man, there's no balance. Yes, there, there's no balance in that stuff, man. You just you just ride it out. Like um, my parents still tomorrow want me to be a doctor or whatever. Mm. You know, um, it's it's a noble profession, uh, profession, but um, you know if. If it's not what you want to do, it's not what you want to do. Yeah, like, you know, there's sure. people that there's people that breed and freaking leave that stuff. But uh, you know, on my end, I found out that I'm more of a like I can I can see your exams and I can pass them, I can get through your assessments and stuff. But um, um, you have to come to a place where you realize what your actual passion is. Mm. And you don't want to spend your whole life doing something that you're not going to love, do you feel? So, um, I don't think there's any balance to it. Like, African parents love you. And they're coming from a point of view of, you know, love, but it's in their own, in their, on their own terms. Do you feel? My dad wants me to be a doctor not because he wants to make my life hard, but because he thinks that's what's going to get the best life for me. Yeah, they want you to be comfortable in life. They want you to yeah. have that security. So, you know, but um, it's... That being said, African parents are unbendable. Like, if, if an African parent tells you this stuff is red or this stuff is black, it's, you cannot change. It don't matter what science tells you it that it's yellow, forget it. It doesn't matter any logic. So you know, <laughs> Good luck proving that, man. Like, yeah. At that point, you just gotta, you just gotta find a way to balance things. Mm. You know, you, that's where you start to say, okay, what if I don't be a doctor, but I do, you know, um, you know, I uh, go into like medical imaging or physiotherapy or something. Not as, um, not as intense as that actual medicine, but along the same line. And which actually, which also gives you like room to practice or do some other stuff that you want to get. But in that situation, though, is that really balanced? Like, is that something you actually want to do? 
it's not it's not balanced but like like i said there is never any balance to it because if you go full scale and say okay yo i'll give a damn what you guys think about it i'm gonna go all out and That's do this shit not a kettle of, yeah. exactly yeah, you're yeah, gonna yeah. consider that these parents have spent so much all this money and you all this yeah. you know all the time and effort and you and you gotta you gotta you gotta think of it from their own angle as well exactly. and you gotta also think of it that you know especially when what you want to do is something arts related like say you want to become a musician and stuff like that like it's a 50 50 you might blow up the house you might blow up. do you feel mm. so you gotta think of yourself as well you know what if you what if you if you put all your eggs in that basket and it never uh, bears any fruit then what are you gonna do do you feel so um in terms of the whole balance you can't like i said it's never you can never really get a balance because if you say oh i want to go all out then you're also gonna lose your parents along the way. Right, sure. and you don't, yeah, you don't. You don't want to. And that's another, yeah, that's you know something else you gotta balance. Exactly. So, um, yeah, it's it's just uh, at a point you either have to compromise on your end, or they have to compromise on their own end. But African parents will never bend. So you know, it's up to you, man, to decide what the best way forward is. But you cannot just hundred percent chuck out all their plans and their right. ideas. That's how I feel about it. What about yeah, Kingsley? Kick off. Talk to us. Um, for me, I think my parents are more like, you know, Lena. They're okay with my own profession. Like, it doesn't matter what I choose to do. I think I've gotten to a level of maturity where I can actually sit one-on-one with my parents and discuss what I want to do, mm-hmm. give them the plan, and how I plan to achieve it, and go ahead to do it. In terms of music, I told my dad, oh, I make beans. I told my mom, oh, I produce music. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. They, they feel like it's a skill. Yeah, I was like, going to ask, do they see it as something serious or it's like, oh, he's just got a new hobby? No, no. Like, they actually listen to some of my beats because I, I try to put some on WhatsApp and they sit, they're like, oh, we saw your music. I like, you know, I like it. So, like, they're kind of free. There was a time I was doing a freestyle with uh, one of my friends. They saw it, and I'm like, oh, we saw you, that's, that's like, yeah, mama, I do this. Okay, that's good. Is that, um, what, is that kind of like, together with, you know, you, you have a degree, yeah. you have, you know, you've studied something, is that as a, okay, he's doing this, he has this degree for, like, you know, he's, this is his actual career, but he's also doing this as well, or is that a, if you turned around tomorrow and told them, look, I know I've got this degree, but I don't want to do this, I actually want to focus on making beats, would that be, would it be the same energy? Um, I haven't discussed that with them, but it's okay. you know, what I find out is, I do photography. Yeah. As long as I get the money, they're okay with that. Uh, yeah. That's good then. Yeah. Yeah, as long as you're there. Like, I say, hey mom, I got a second job with photography. If I'm not working at the main job, I go to the site and do this job real quick, get money. As, as my parents, all they want is, you come to me, you're okay, you're alright. Oh, that's great. And, you know, move on with your life. Because my dad was like, You've gotten to a stage where I can't really talk to you that much. All I can do is advise you. So like now it's like for you to take that advice if you want to go that way yeah. or that way. But all I want from you is, as an elder son, you should take care of the siblings, mm-hmm. the younger ones. And I want those younger ones to follow your footsteps. You know? Back then, my dad used to like, no, yell at me. Because I do, I was a crazy kid back then. You know? They smart me when I do things in the wrong way, but for now, my dad, I've never heard my dad shout, like ever since I left India. This is five years now? Yeah. His voice is so low. How long were you in India for? Uh, four years. Wow. Yeah. 
around. They move around. Yeah. So it's a it's a cool thing. It's a cool thing how my parents. I actually love my parents because I felt like back then my dad used to be like, "You must study IT, IT, IT." I said, "Okay, fine." You know, because he saw that in me long time. I used to like. I was like an engineer because I used to fix like trucks, little cars, build it, works. And I was good at like, a little bit programming back in school. Then I slowed down, stopped, and I wanted to do something different. Got into the disability sector where it kind of changed my whole orientation of an IT student. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, now I'm thinking of continuing to like go into the disability sector, but in an IT way. You know, so yeah, but my parents is okay with me. Like you know, the decision I take because they feel like sometimes I take the wrong decision. No, no, that's good. It's all about respect at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So, um, another thing is like, in terms of just that mindset and mentality, like, it's great to see that there are people who have, you know, that mindset, that mentality that your parents have. But then there's also the masses, there's a lot of people who are on that other side where, you know, it's all about, you're going to be this. And if you're not going to be this, then we can't really talk. Okay. So like, in terms of that, like, what's something that you guys think, you know, that needs to change in terms of perspective, in terms of mentality, especially when it comes to, you know, the older generation Africans. Truth be told, if you are outside the country where your parents is back home and you are out there, there's a lot of difference. Mm. And it gets to a stage where you really don't have to listen to what they have to say because you're already focus-minded. You know what you want. You can actually see that part. It's so clear. See, that's true, but try telling them that you don't have to listen that's to what they have to That's the thing. <laughs> every plan you have, you tell them. Because they can actually slow mm. you down. So it's best you take that plan. Mm-hmm. And if you fall, you take that blame yourself. Yeah. yeah. But it's best you take that plan. There, there are so many things I don't tell my parents. Wise words from K-Car. <laughs> There's so many things I don't tell my parents because right. they would disagree. And yeah, disagree, I, I can relate. They keep, they keep my motivation. They I keep can my relate. And because of that, I've learned to say, okay, I'll pick the things I want to tell them and I move on. Yeah. But right. I know once they see the mula, the money coming up, they'll be like, oh, that's, oh, that's my boy. Yeah. We knew, we knew, we knew all along. They won't talk about the degree. They'll talk about your current job. Keep doing yeah, it. We, we, we were supporting you all along. Yeah, we didn't really raise you. That's what we raised you. My boy. They start giving you cheap things. All the athletes and stuff come up with this. Like for me, I know I'm not like I'm not getting younger anymore. I'm mm. like I've gotten to a stage where I actually dropped out my plan, and I'm like, okay, this is what I want to do. No matter my father say no, yes, this is what I want to do. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, degree obviously gonna make get you the money, but you're gonna work in. I don't know where you want to work, but the fact is. The fact is, not everyone who has a degree actually uses that degree to get what they want. And that's something they that I found that is a lot What they actually, the yeah. skills they really, really have. So, for me, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I know what I want, and I know my skills, and I, I keep pushing it. Oh, for sure, man. Every day, nights and day, I spend my time on the system. You think I'm just watching movies? No, I keep watching tutorials on how to make things, even though I'm okay. It's, like, I'm never okay, I just really want to advance. Like, I crave for like how to make beats every day of my life, even though I got some skills. I crave for it every night. 
I probably sleep around 3 a.m. Maybe after I play FIFA, I'm still going to play my FIFA. You say invention. You gotta, you gotta have some fun time. <laughs> but I just scrape for it until I get it right. Yeah. And that's just me. Yeah. Oh, I'm on my, um, my parents are, they're actually quite different. Oh, I don't know, my parents are different. <laughs> 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 A juicy story is coming yeah, here, man. <laughs> Yo! Bro, I'll fear my dad till I die. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but on, on the flip side, man, um, speaking of, uh, what Keka said is actually true, like, you know, these days, man, this, 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 um, um, your parents will actually chase you away from social media. And when, when you're, when you're actually involved in something like music, social media in 2019 is the, it's the forefront. It's how you get to push your stuff, man. But then you post a, th- a thing you so on freaking Facebook or Instagram and your dad is like, yo, put that shit down. <laughs> so, um. Oh, for real, though. Yo, like, speaking <laughs> of, <laughs> Speaking of um, uh, what Kika said, it's uh, it's hard to say. You gotta, you gotta, you got, you you cannot tell them one hundred percent of the facts. Like they actually, like it's it's funny, it's difficult as well. Cause like they, you know, they come from this cultural and religious point of view. Not that any of that is bad, but when it's overdone, then it is bad. Like, you know, they tend to over-spiritualize some things and they don't look at it from, like, an actual human being. Just point take away logic. Like, legit, legit. That's what it is. So, you know, like, I know my parents cannot be reasoned with along this line. Not that I know that they, I cannot, there's nothing I can do. Dude, I tried in 2015, oh, 20, 2015, I, 2016, I went back to Nigeria. I gathered all the courage and all the advice I could get from my, um, uh, freaking, <laughs> Adults around Tell us the full story. Give us the full story, story. <laughs> bro. It's a long story. Yeah, just tell us the long story. We got time. We got time. <laughs> now, um, I, I went back, and you know, after considering this whole thing, I realized that I cannot, I cannot be a doctor. I don't want to kill someone's child. I tried to kill last year. Good decision. So, um, um, I went back and I spoke with my bro and I spoke with my mom and, you know, a few other uncles and aunties around that could actually empathize with me. And um, the reason why I still actually chase this music thing, because after 2016, I was like, I'm done. And for a whole year, I didn't do music. I didn't touch anything musical. And I told, that's one of the promises my dad made me make before I left the country. But, you know, the reason why I actually... Well, he made you promise not to touch music. Not to touch music well, for at least the whole year. And, you know, um, the reason why I still do this whole music thing is because of uh, one of the things that one of my uncles told me, who was in a similar book. Basically, this guy tells his dad, and he's really good at music, but he's old now. Like, you know, I mean, it's never too late, but, you know, there's, there's several parameters to these things, and, you know, it's best to start when you're young. But, you know, basically, he's a lawyer now, but he tells his dad back in the day, uh... Yo, I want to do music, and the dad is like, "Yeah, that's fine. You just gotta like um, find a new surname. <laughs> Can't use my normal." And um, he's like, he looks me dead in the eye. He's like, "Yo, you know, never let this thing go. Like, I'm a lawyer. I pay my bills and everything. And, you know, I feed my family, but that's my biggest, you know, my biggest regret in life. And you know, the parents will never see it from that point of view. They they never had that experience." I wouldn't want my, and you know, the music industry as well doesn't encourage, uh, a responsible parent 
to want their kids to go into that line because sure. of what mainstream seems to portray mm. as the norm. So, like, it's that I understand where they're coming from, but at a point, you have to think of what this guy really wants and what would truly make him happy and where he would actually find satisfaction and fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Like, I know 100% there's nothing I can do better than music in this life. I, I can I can read your books, I can pass your exams, I can do all that shit for you, but there's nothing I can do more freely and easier and, you know, better than... Right, because you don't, you don't want to be miserable exactly so you know um um what i do these days is that you know i'm working two angles i'm working the music angle and i'm also working the other angle because if music doesn't work out even if my parents were like yo go for music 100 i'm not gonna you know go 100 for music exactly you you need you need you need several avenues it's like life doesn't just serve you things on a platter so if music doesn't work out then what am I going to be able to fall into or fall back to? So, you know, I'm working on a degree. I'm working on, I'm probably going in for a master's next year. And, um, you know, we're doing that. And, but the thing is, and this is where you have to find your own balance. That's all the parents see from my end. It's the whole master's view, the whole, you know, get my PR, get my master's, do this, do that point of view, get this job, get that job. The music angle, I've blocked them from everything. They don't see my post on Facebook. Oh, wow. I've blocked them on Instagram. <laughs> How do you do that, man? <laughs> bro, there's sentence to these things, man. Wait, how do you um, not get anyone dry stitching on you, bro? Block <laughs> <laughs> everybody. I blocked the whole circle. <laughs> the whole community. Bro, I literally blocked like 50 people on East, on Facebook. Wow. From same certain post. Mm. So like every post you make, you can actually like I, I have a custom list of people yeah. that <laughs> see certain posts. I hope my dad doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 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 dry stitching <laughs> going. But you know, there's there's that. So you know, it's about finding that balance. Cause like mm. I'm not gonna stop music, but if I keep on and I can say, yo, I'm in Australia. You don't pay my bills no more. You don't do nothing for me no more. I'm my own autonomy, so I can do whatever the hell I want. <laughs> and you know, do what actually do whatever the hell I want. But you know, it's you cannot spend your life fighting your parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. You, know, you can't spend your life fighting your parents. Like I've done that, and you know, it's not it's not fun. You know, um, um, these are people that actually love you. So you know, you gotta do things to actually make them happy as well. And you know, if something comes out of this music thing, they're the first people that are gonna um rip from it. You feel they're the first people that are gonna enjoy. You know, whatever comes of it. But um, while I'm working on it. They don't necessarily need to know yeah, exactly. the work in the in the background, like the process. And you know, I'm working that other angle as well. And whatever happens, happens. So that's what it is, man. That's what it is. Wise words, preacher, bro. <laughs> you sure it's only thing you can do, bro? Be a pastor, bro. Motivational speaker. <laughs> <laughs> you on the back. <laughs> Any way you can, man. If you've got a congregation, you know, I can always be <laughs> a sermon or two. <laughs> this guy. No, that's really, look, that, that's, really, no, that's, really, that's really interesting hearing you guys, especially considering, you know, the both of you have different, like, different views, especially from the parental unit, you know. Mm-hmm. Different, completely different support groups type, type of thing. Mm-hmm. But um yeah no it's been it's been pretty interesting here just listening to that and seeing how you guys get to you know cope with all of that and how you you know deal with that and the different mechanisms you put in place to just make sure you're getting you're doing what you want but at the same time you're also making your parents happy. Mm-hmm. Sure, for sure. Nah, like yeah, 
it's been pretty interesting for us. Because even like myself, from my my point of view, I, I don't do music or you know stuff like that. But the end of the day, I remember like when I was growing up, I, my dad wanted me to be an engineer. I remember there was a point when I when I was finishing high school and I was you know about to put in my um applications to uni and what um what I wanted to study. My entire life had been saying you know I remember when I was little I wanted to be a lawyer. And then I got interested in like the sciences and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, right, I want to be you know an electrical engineer or a mechanical engineer. And then HSC comes around, time to put in my courses, and my dad's like, you're gonna be a civil engineer. Jeez. I don't even know what to, I, I didn't even know what a civil engineer was. <laughs> to, I'm, I'm like, hold up a second, hold up, hold up a second. So I had to go and Google this stuff and be like. Uh, <laughs> what is a civil like? Why why am I becoming a civil? It's like that's where the money is. I've been speaking to you know a lot of people, and mm. that's the advice mm. they're giving me. Mm. But to me, it was like I've gone my whole life, you know, with this mindset, mm. and then all of a sudden, just before I go to uni, I'm supposed to become a civil engineer just because that's the advice that people that I don't even know are telling you, yeah. sort of thing. I remember, and it was like so set in stone where it was like he went. I I remember I sat down next to my dad. He logged into the, um, what is it called? The UA, UAC or something. UAC, yeah, UAC. Yeah, yeah, so he's logged into the stuff and he's like, University 1, civil engineering. 2, civil engineering. <laughs> <laughs> civil engineering. And I'm just sitting there, but I can't, I can't say anything because I'm like, he's not listening to me. And then I remember one time he's gone to work and I've logged back in, gone through the book and gone, you know what I actually want to do? I want to do IT. Yeah. So I've deleted one of those, but I didn't tell him. And then the uni um office came and I got the IT stuff and it was like, okay, <laughs> okay. well, this is what happened. <laughs> but yeah, no, like I completely, like I completely understand where you guys are coming from because sometimes you, you literally, you have to compromise. Mm-hmm. And especially when you have, you know, those parents who are sort of like, like you said, sometimes you can't reason with them. Mm-hmm. You can try, but whether they listen, that's a completely different kettle of fish. So, yeah, like, no, it's been, it's been very interesting. But yeah, talking about school in general, talking about school in general, what is something, yeah, that when you guys moved here, because I know, we were talking about this the other day, yeah. and there were so many culture shocks when we first moved from Nigeria to here. Because when I moved here, I was in, in Nigeria, I was in um, SS1, mm. which is year 10 here. So I've come here, and lucky for me, like usually, people my age, they move them back like two years. Mm. I didn't get moved back two years, so, you know, I, I got to do an exam, and then I got to stay in my grade. Mm. But it was one of those things where I've come from Nigeria, where, you know, pretty conservative. If you want to do anything, you've got to, like, hide. You've got to be sneaky about mm-hmm. it. Because, especially at school, for example, the situation of, you know, having a girlfriend at school. If the teachers catch you... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you have to if, find a super corner for that. If your <laughs> teachers catch you holding somebody's hand, <laughs> I call it parent. Yeah. You're holding somebody's hand with <laughs> you. Just a little bit of closure. Just sit <laughs> next to, just sit next to them. Problem. Oh man. Yeah, that you're in trouble. And it's even worse when they know your parents. Mm. And then wow. I came, I, and then I came to Australia. Don't get me started on that, bro. <laughs> I came to Australia and I Whoa. remember first day at school. I'm in school. In class, not even outside, in class. And two people are just kissing. <laughs> uh, what is this? I'm like, where's the apple? What is happening here? <laughs> That's not a joke, man. Like, what, like how? How is this allowed? Yeah. You know, 
everything. The next day, I'm trying to find this, you know, I'm on the playground and stuff. I'm trying to find where she is, like, you know, let's talk to her and stuff. I'm playing football with my friend, but, you know, it's still my and I have a chip. And I see her on the grass, like, with a guy. And I kid you not, it was like, they were having sex, bro. I was like, yo, can you, like, report this or something, man? Like, are we going to report this or someone? I'm like, hold up a second. How how is this allowed? Because Nigeria, you you even somebody that somebody that's not even your teacher, you're doing this on the street, someone that's not even your teacher, not even your parents, yeah. will come and beat you mm-hmm. and then report you to your parents and they will join hand and beat you. No, I, I was actually shocked, man. Like, damn. I, did you guys get any, anything like that? Or? I remember in high school, high school, college, this guy, Sam. Some went to the girls' toilets and they were having sex. In primary, wait, did you say primary school? Yeah, Yo. primary school. I was like, in primary school. Primary school. Wait, wait, where was this? Back home. <laughs> Whoa. Back home. Some hold up, hold up. What school wait. did you? What school did you go to? I don't mention the school. Come and kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta find out what's happening, bro. Sam was having sex. He went to the girls' toilet. Wait, I, I have to ask. The guy, back then, the, the boys' toilet was like this, and it, the same wall. Was Sam a teacher or a primary school student? My classmate. Trauma. <laughs> <laughs> Sam was drilling this girl. <laughs> they get yeah. them. The, the, the funny part is, they took them to the assembly ground. Oh, yeah. That, that sure. was where all the punishment sure. happened, man. For sure, man. <laughs> Write them on the table. Yeah. <laughs> Francis.
Prayers are probably different, you know, but um, from my point of view, the first time a girl told me she liked me, and she didn't even tell me, she wrote it in her diary or something, and, you know, I know some nosy classmate found out, and, you know, broke the news in the class. I was pissed off as hell. How? In retrospect, I was like, you were, well, you were pissed off that she liked me. It was announced, bro. This was in high school. I was yeah. probably, I was 11 or 10, 10 or 11. And you know, I remember that day vividly. I, I sat on the front porch of a classroom area and I was like, what the hell, man? And I took the note and I was looking at it and you know, um, it was just, it was just me coming from this point of view where I haven't been exposed to, mm, yeah, um, for sure. to even the slightest idea of such a thing is possible, you know. And the funny thing is I actually like the girl, but I couldn't accept the fact that, you know, this is a thing that could yeah. be, do you feel? Um, it, I've been shooting my whole life, and then all of a sudden, some girl is saying she likes you. You know, that's that's extremely wrong. And then you have the other end where you have um, high school kids who are ready to get pregnant at the age of fourteen. Do you feel like I know for a fact that many of these kids um, are out there getting like the plan B at the age of fourteen? And you know, I don't think any normal parents want that for their kids and shit. So you know, like I feel like there's some middle ground to be had. But you know, um. Um, it's, it's, it's like, it's two totally different points of view. Like, you know, if you're coming, I, I had a, I had a crazy experience, which I'm not even going to say, say it, in bro. Australia, when I dropped my Say it yeah, with your chest, boy. Yeah. I called my parents straight up. I'm like, yo, I want to, I want to come back. I was like, I want to come what back. What was it, man? What was Wait. it? Nah, I'm not even gonna say it on radio. Uh, I believe it's PG. You know, bringing this 12 year old listening. If you're 12, then man. Stay with your chest, bro. Uh, uh, but you know, yeah, it's just, it's just what it is, man. It's just what it is. Like, it's, um, it's, I reckon, like, if it was a place like, um, the US, although the US is crazy like that, yeah, but there's more, it's more of a diverse environment. So there's more people coming from our point of view than, do you feel? So it's obviously like if that's the sort of stuff you're looking for, you will definitely find your group of people. Mm. Do you feel? Yeah. But um, in Australia, it's it's so distant from the rest of the world that once you're here, man, you just gotta conform. Do you feel? And there's there's only so many um um different sets of ideologies here. So you just you just gotta conform to the central um way of thinking that's what I feel man so yeah it's just it's a bit hectic but you know what can we do that's true man but look I'm not gonna lie schooling in Nigeria I found that for me especially coming here when I was in high school I found schooling in Nigeria to be a lot more fun it is it is fun so much fun it is fun see I'm gonna say this I'm gonna say this Um, uni life in Australia is dead is dead I didn't I didn't enjoy I didn't didn't do uni in Nigeria general life in Australia is dead from General life in Australia. Yeah, yeah, it's you can say that definitely like compared to but like uni life was it was like I really was looking forward to uni. And it was so dead that you can't you can't you go for your classes and straight after classes everyone's going home or going to some shift or you know, you don't even like I did the same course with people that don't even know me to today. Especially when you come with that idea of I've been watching American movies and I've seen what their uni is like, yeah, exactly. and now I think Australian uni is gonna be you like this because the white people there. Dude, Nigeria, <laughs> I did a year in Nigerian uni, and it was life. Like it was, it was, it was, it was, it was hectic. Like you know, there was the social life was there, 
you feel? But you come over to Australia and, you know, if you're not in the library doing your own shit, then you're at home or you're in class and you finish your class, you're back at home. There's no, mm. there's no interrelations as such. Yeah. It's like it's every, it's every man for himself. In it's every man for himself. Yeah. And it's just, it kills you in life. Like, you know, life is something fundamental that you've got to experience and really enjoy. And it's just, it's just that, man. Yeah. No, look, school in Nigeria was definitely fun. Like, I can't speak on the uni perspective, mm. but high school, Apart from all the beatings you got, <laughs> yeah, like apart from that, it was yeah, fun. I, I've got too much beatings, bro. That's the one thing <laughs> I learned. I can honestly say that from from the seven, my mom, my mom paid a teacher to whoop me in school, bro. <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to say his name on this, but she literally, he was the vice principal as well. He was the one teacher who whooped me the most. What school was this? No, no, no. You don't want to remember. <laughs> but then I was like, yo, mom, what are you doing? But you know, <laughs> anything I did in school, it was literally go to the vice principal's office. I'm like, and you oh, can't report to the parents because you're the one that endorsed You can't say nothing. If you show her the mom, she wants me more. I'm like, yeah, nah, school is good, mom. That's extra fees. Give him some more meetings. Yeah, she paid, yeah, she paid the guy as well. No, and then they call them your guardians. Mm. <laughs> one I know was when my dad went to meet one Aboki Malam, which which king was the best king. I was that's the one. Then the man told my dad to go and get you know cable wires. Uh. You twist it. My dad got it and twist it. The day I went to play football, I came back around like 8, 8 p.m. I was not supposed to come back at 8. I was supposed to come back by 6. My dad told me to raise up my hand. He gave me, me the Undertaker style. I received it in all different ways. I do it. Yo, man. Jesus. It was, see, it was it's like, which game is the best race that I survived my dad's hand. You know what I love? When they tell you to go buy the cane, they use to flog you. I swear. Look, you might, I don't know, you can, you guys are complaining, yeah? My mom was a high school teacher, so she had access to all the proper, she would come home with all this, and she used to do this thing where it's like, she would come home with all these different canes. And then she will hide this behind the wardrobe, hide this one here. Mm. And myself and my sister will find it. I we'll want to throw it away, but like if we do that, she doesn't find it. That's a strap bit. That's a strap bit. Yes. yes. <laughs> so I was like, no. Nah. Nah, <laughs> 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 Crazy experiences, bro. But I think it kind of uh, put me in a part where I was scared, but at the same time, I was mindful of what I was doing. I took more consciousness. Like those beatings, those shouting, those screaming and yelling and advice kind of shifts me because yeah. I was stubborn like this yeah. so when I go to India then I think I grew up a little bit and I start to realize yeah. that man something's happened to school there I didn't grow up till I got to Australia I, I reckon right. like I reckon like you know you shouldn't take away spanking a kid like some you know no, for sure, some for stubbornness sure. in a kid it depends, it depends on like how it's done though because like I think yeah. I feel like a lot of people don't realize the difference between abuse and discipline yeah, yeah like yeah. and some parents as well some parents will just beat the crap out of you and yeah. think that they're discipl- they're disciplining you yeah. but it's actually abuse because yeah. like what I noticed the difference in terms of like my mom my mom was a massive disciplinarian and like she would if you did nonsense she would whoop your ass but literally five minutes later we're all good and I was never afraid of my mom regardless of how much she beat me but when it came to like the other side of the spectrum where you know 
As soon as you, as soon as you see the person's car, you're just like, oh my god, your heart, your heart is going yeah. 500 miles an hour. Yeah. That's when you know, okay, maybe something's that's not right wrong. here. Like that's, that's not discipline. That's just, yeah. I'm afraid. As soon as I see you, I'm afraid because I'm yeah. like, I might get beat for no reason. Yeah, even if there's a reason to it, yeah. the manner in which it's gonna be done, exactly, like, and like the amount, like, yeah, I reckon like no parent should ever be scared of that. No child should ever. You shouldn't exactly. That, once once there's that fear, like I know a lot of people, a lot of people take that. Um, oh, I see my parents and I respect my parents and I know I'm not gonna do stupid shit. Yeah, they, a lot of people call that fear, but it's not really it's fear because like at the end of the day, you and your parents are still like, you know, you're still chill, you're still good. Like literally five minutes after that spanking, you're gonna cry and then you're gonna get hungry and you're gonna go out and you'll be like, oh, is there food? But when it comes to that situation where you're just like, nah, just, you know, straight away, you just got to pattern yourself and just, you can't do anything because if you tried anything, it's like, what, where, where, where's the next lash, yeah. lash going to come from? Yeah. <laughs> where's it, it going to come from? I think for me, I try to bribe my mom, even when I used to go out play soccer. <laughs> but she, does, use she doesn't use to walk. <laughs> so what she does is she's the spy at home. So if I go outside and play, she says, I'll report to your dad. And I, I know my dad will always love me. So every, every day I collect kids. So what I planned to do was, I'll go and play soccer. I'll come back and say, Mommy, please tell me anything you want to do. My mom said, can you get water? Pound it, pound it, yam. You know, I'll do all this. Your mom was smart. She will say, okay, that's good. My dad will come, she will tell me. She will tell me. That will give me. At least. I go, like, I go big every day. Because I enjoyed playing soccer, but there was no way I could stop. Mm-hmm. When we were playing monkey pools. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, that was you know, my life. You're talking about monkey pools. One time, one time, one time when I was in primary school, yeah? One time when I was in primary This was back in the PS2 days. Check it, check it four. 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 Check I was like, oh, they have a staff meeting, you know. I'll go to my friend's house. So the principal son, he had PS2, me, I didn't have. He had taken four. I went to the play taken four. <laughs> so I've gone there with my sister. We are playing. Time is going. I didn't realize. I, was, I wasn't watching the time. We were supposed to go to church that night. I've realized now. I've gone home. I've gone home. I only to realize my mom is not home. She's already gone to church. I knew I was in trouble. Finish, finish. <laughs> you know, my dumb. It's not me to just sit home and wait for my beating. I got dressed up. Went to, went to church. It was raining that day, so I walked in the rain with my sister. We have reached church. Walked up to my mom thinking I can just like, you know, I can smooth it, I can smooth uh, it out. My mom looked at me. She, all she said was, go back home. Hi. Yo, that's what she said. When they say oh, that, my life is finished. finished. Like, bro, <laughs> you're getting abused. I turned around. I'm around away. I'm far. Yo. When they say it's meet me at home. When they say meet me at home, you can't walk again. You know, it's over. Like, just the hang of your life. I got home and ah, uh, I was already considering how I'm gonna. This is how I die. This is how I die. And then I tried to do the whole. I'm gonna pretend like I'm sleeping. She woke me up with yeah, yeah, yo, that's the worst. Don't do that. Don't try that. Do, you don't do that. <laughs> no, you don't do that. Man. That's my name. Oh. No, I, I sh- the way I shouted. <laughs> you do it. That king is the floor. <laughs> The reaction is after after effects. Seriously, you want to jump? After jumping, then you just need them. The thing is, once you go home, you just kneel down and wait for him. Just go and collect. Just kneel down and wait. Yeah, exactly. Oh no, no, I got. Nah, that that PSU thing as well. Super. I remember one time. I don't know. I don't know where I got the money, but I was giving money to go do something, and pretty much 
I went to the game center. Ah. Started playing one game. I thought I was going to play one game. I thought I was going to play one game. But then you know how it is when we bet and stuff, and then you get enough money to play many games until you know, until you end up with nothing and you start walking up. So I'll say I got there maybe at like four in the afternoon. By the time I came out, it was dark. I don't know what time it was. And this is me being like say nine ten at this time. I'm walking out, and then someone looks at me like, "Is that not the kid you're looking for?" My mom was trying to find me the whole time. She thought I was missing. Mm. By the time I got home, I think she was pretty much almost in tears that I, I was lost. I was like, yo. And then she looks at me. I was like, yo, it's over today, man. And you, you, would, th- you would think that the relief I, and the love yeah, would make that I, be like, come no. oh, And the thing is, people, people are not there begging like, you no, know, because when she sees me, she wants to kill me. People are there begging like, you know, calm down. And she, she mm, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. You don't put me down there to kneel down till everyone walked out. Yo, I got abused that day. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the first thing she did. She got pepe. Put in my eyes. So I cannot move. Um, allegedly. You, you allegedly. <laughs> you cannot. No, you allegedly. Cannot. Seriously. Guy. No. Oh, that, you, you, you've heard it before, yeah? Yo. I go whoop. That was abuse, man. That shit is right, man. Lord have That day, you. No, 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 no. What? 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 I didn't think that thing was real, man. For real, in your eyes. No, in your eyes. My point of They do it in your eyes. The reason why they do it is you don't see where you are going. And then your lucky one will beat you. Ah, the one that I will never forget. I did something bad. When I went to bed that night. He left me. My mind I said, oh, my dad, I forgive you. Oh, yeah. yeah cool. He went to work, came back at night, told me to come and down. He gave me beating. They used to get beaten. No, I did. That's in the baby. I don't I don't really I know my parents uh, might have spanked me here and there, but I don't really remember them beating me. Oh. I, I don't really remember. I don't think they ever beat me or such. I, I don't remember the one occasion. I know I was flogged a couple times. But to be honest, the only one that I really remember is, um, um, was sometime when I, all the, most of the problems, 90% of the problems I faced as a kid was my junior sister. <laughs> girl, Don't get me started on that. That girl, will look for trouble, I'll beat her, they'll beat me. <laughs> so, the, the one time I do remember being flogged was, was cause I slapped her. I slapped her after school. <laughs> I don't remember what I was talking about. And then she comes over and she's like, oh, I gave her a car. And then the driver told my auntie. My oh, auntie told man. my mom. Well, my mom told my dad. And I saw my dad in the evening. I just knew something was up, man. So I was just playing my game. Yeah. Playing my game. Playing PS2. <laughs> he gets slapped for you. And he's like, come outside. Grab me that thing. I just, I remember that night vividly. I was screaming. <clears throat> Most of the beating I got as a kid was from teachers mm. or from 
seniors in high school. We need to talk about I, seniors I, in I, high I school. Died. I died in high school. We need to talk about seniors in high school. The slap I received from one of them seniors in high school. My ears were ringing. Oh, bro, it's boarding house. I different. I only yeah. lasted one term in the boarding house, man. I yeah, couldn't man. do it. I did six years in boarding house. I died. I lasted only my first junior term. I I was nah, I was traumatized man. from that experience, bro. Nah, I actually man. had a very like, good time because I had this elder sister. Oh, yeah, she was like in top of the rank class. Oh, yeah, that yeah, they don't touch yeah, you. Look at you. Yeah, looking at me too. I was like the class prefect and also the class monitor. So okay, everyone, class, no, there was the guy that was writing me some noise makers. Everyone was like, <laughs> that was kind of, me too. They were kind of scared of me because I was that big and uh, like my uniform was out of feet. So you could actually see that muscular shape. So everybody oh, had they had problems. Right, like, right. They had problems. They were like, we're going to go king sleep. Mm. So they call me out. I'm like, hey guys, let's go. Yeah, what's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was actually. Yeah, I was a troublemaker. They beat me. I was like, every, left every, every list of them. I can't shut up. So, you know, <laughs> I, they beat me up, but even up until SS3, they slapped me. <laughs> <laughs> I was a prefect. House got me beat me. Teachers, <laughs> <laughs> that is. You know, the devils that we had back then are seniors. And some people might not relate, but you know, um, when you're when you're in the first three years of high school, wow, you're man. a junior. And the last three years of high school, you're a senior. So seniors usually take it out of the juniors. So you go through the first three years taking, you know, the beating, mm. waiting, expectantly for your turn. <laughs> so you can return it to some other unsuspecting bastard that's about that's to That's actually sad, bro. Right? So that's the circle of life. The circle of life. The circle <laughs> of life. Bridge. You know, uh, some of us actually sort of try to break that cycle because it's actually devilish. Like, if I recount some of the things that actually happened to me in high school, man, like, some of these guys should get arrested. But, you know, it's it's part of the things that start dropping names. what we are right now. <laughs> now, I'm going to find them. No, nah, I'm going to find them. <laughs> I, I, I was on Instagram the other day, yeah, and I saw this video. I actually saved it. And you know, it made me remember high school because it was basically. So I think it was from a boarding school, mm. and they had like all the students lined up. I'll show you the video later. Mm. And they were trying to get them to fill a bucket of water <laughs> with their hands passing the water. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 there was like there was like what there was like ten students in a line. One was close to the top, and it was just take it, pass it to this guy, just get passes it to this guy. With, the, with their palms. What the hell? That, but that's not the thing you see, though. That's not the thing you see. Nah, it's, 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 I, I remember that I was like, nah, I had to see it and I was just like, wow. Like in high school, JS1, JS2, JS3, there were some ridiculous punishments. Bastards. There were some ridiculous, ridiculous punishments. Man. Did you guys ever have the one where they would draw a ladder on the board and tell you to climb it? That one, I, that one if they had done it for me, I would have killed them. They would draw a ladder on the board and tell you to climb it. Or they would draw, they would draw a You're asking me. On the, on the board and tell you to fill the bucket with it. <laughs> they would draw a cow on the floor, tell you to drive it and so pack it, you you pack it somewhere else. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you know what it's written. You gas fetch that water, brother. You know what it's written. You gas fetch that water. They would give it to <laughs> People that will give you um freaking fuck and tell you to fill buckets with fill it. Bucket with it. <laughs> yeah, they punish you for anything ah. in there, man. Nah, it's crazy. Like, <laughs> like now you can look at it and just be like, those were those were the days, man. Those were the days. Like, the day. so, do you know if there's some senior you really want to beat even up to this day? <laughs> no, no, I'm actually waiting there. <laughs> Like, that's what, I'm going back to Nigeria to look for. Uh, if I don't know what his name is, if I call his name, he will catch on to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really was suspecting. I'm going to find this guy before I die. Beat, as a big black. You have to find the last of
I will find him. <laughs> what, did, what did he do to you? Ah! If I you cry, you cry. For real. What did what kind of stuff they do in there, man? Wait, you don't know how bad it got for me. I woke up in the middle of the night, ran to the hostel gate. And started yelling, get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, like, I was yelling, get me. They called my parents three times in that time to be like, take this kid. Because, <laughs> 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 yeah. I didn't one time, I'm like, no, nah, I ain't going back then. <laughs> the gate, I'm like, yo, get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> the next day I know what was coming. Yo, Ooh, man. Nah. Crazy, man. Screw it, man. But nah, it was still life, but it was, it was actually fun. Yeah, it was fun, like in retrospect. And now that we're not going through it, <laughs> yeah, like, like, like those days we literally, like, I used to live in mortal fear. Like, I swear, like, this guy told me to freaking. Because I was apparently sleeping in church, and I was sleeping, but I was like, yo, freaking, I, was, I wasn't really sleeping. It's because of your angle. And the guy's like, oh, meet me in Yellow House after service. And then I go to Yellow House. I'm from Greenhouse. I don't yeah. know what Yellow House is like. And the gates were locked. Everyone was outside. And everyone's like, I just saw a group of people discussing football. So, you know, I just got in the circle. And, you know, we're discussing um soccer. And, and I remember Slatter and Brian Movich that year. And, you know, we're talking football. And next thing, pa! Flew! Slap! Oh, and this guy just jacked me in the air like legit that was the first time my legs my feet were not touching the ground and that was the end from then on it was just downward spiral and you know like some of the things you actually pass through are not they're not human they're not humane they're not humane man it's not normal like it's you're talking about discipline versus abuse there was no there was no discipline in high school it was straight up uh, yep yeah, I, I 100% agree with that because it was it was literally just all control thing it was like I have the power yeah and then, like, the, the, teachers, the teachers were doing it, so the students were like, we have this power, I'm a prefect, they've given us this power, mm-hmm. we're going to use it. Mm. Like, you'd be sitting in your class, you are sitting in your class, some idiots from what, not even to one class up, will come into your class. I remember one time, I'm sitting in my class, I'm trying to write stuff on the board, because you know those times when teachers you just write too much and then they just leave. Mm-hmm. Break time, I'm writing, I'm trying to, like, catch up on my shit. There are people outside playing. This girl... Left her class. Wait, no, she didn't even come. She sent someone. Yeah. So she sent this prefect. It wasn't even a prefect. It was one class above us. Priya, I will never forget this guy's name. <laughs> she sent this guy here. Yeah. He's come into my class. There's people that are sitting around talking. I am writing. This guy has decided today he wants to look for my trouble. The guy came to me as I'm writing and he's like, follow me. I'm like, what's up? He said, follow me. I said, where are we going? <laughs> He said, I need to send you something. I'm like, guy, there's people everywhere. Because again, like I said, this guy was one class up. It wasn't like he was multiple. I was JS3, he was SS1. Yeah. I said, guy, there's other people. Get them. This guy said, try to drag me. And he was short as well. So I'm like, like I've always been tall, yeah? <laughs> this guy was short. I'm like, what's your problem? What do you want with me? Leave me alone. Please. I just want to write. So I followed him to his class. It's not even like he wanted me to do anything. He called me there and he's like, go and meet that there. She wants to send you a message. I'm trying to run away to my class. Bruh. People are mad. They didn't come for you. I'm trying to run away to my class. No, like, they didn't come for you later. Come for me for what? It's a girl, so they wouldn't really do much. But nah, man, people actually, like, that just paints a good, a proper picture. Like, people actually crazy, man. Like, it was just like you said, control. Like, you know, I have the authority, so I'm gonna. It's more of you and society, yeah. Yeah, it's more power as well. Like, you know, yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. That was ridiculous, man, man. We passed through all that stuff and we came out, so...
Yeah. Well, look at us now. It's the yeah. age of Luke Five. Yeah, we just look at him. Yeah. Just laughing like, wow. That's yeah. Mm. Now look, it was interesting. It was. It was. I guess it was interesting though. It was. It was something. It's I guess we'll have like, to... it's it's definitely an experience to have. Like you know, you if you take out some of those demonic works, then <laughs> demonic works, demonic works, because like it's only the devil that can commission you to do some of the things that were done back then. But you know, so like I, I swear, I swear, I swear, I swear, I will find a mecca who could finally the name. I will find them. Know how I will find them. I know the whole, you know, every black guy is built with one sort of mentality. Not every black guy, but predominantly, you know, you're, you're built to not snitch. You know? mm. So I never really told on those cities. Like, I was in a school where you, if you if you actually built up a case against them, you could get them expelled. Oh, you were lucky. The you teachers know. would join you and be, the teachers would in try to prevent them being in my school. In some cases, but if they were well covered, but like, if you went, uh, if, if like, this senior had no links or you went through the proper channels, you could actually get them expelled, but I never for once took that channel. Mm. I just, I took all the beating and I... So just wait for your answer and beat you, so yeah. there's no point. Yeah, yeah, I just, you know, but um, I know that I'll meet them. Like talking about, you know, just look, being able to look back and, you know, how far we've come and just learning from the things that happened back then. In terms of just school in general, and especially with you, you two, where, you know, you've got your music thing, you've got your beat thing, which I'm going to go out on a limb and say you didn't learn that from school. Yeah. Would you say in terms of like, especially the way the current educational system is set up, like, would you say a lot of the stuff you did, a lot of stuff you learned, helped you in terms of developing all these different like skills that you actually enjoy, like helped you in finding your passion, helped you in just learning things that help you not to get a degree, not to do those things that your parents want you to do, but just in, all, in those things that you're actually good at? Did they help develop those things? <coughs> yeah, bro. Uh, for me, like, I don't think like me studying IT actually shit what I really what I'm doing now. Yeah. Like music, photography. Like IT has always been number one thing I've always had. Like it wasn't never it was never a stress for me. I always find my run my way around like you know solving problems with my yeah. excuse. And for that being said, like I don't think my degree shifts me. Like <laughs> I just learned my skills why moving on, doing research, mm-hmm. watching people Looking at the society, yeah. what the society offers and what we can actually shape society to be. Uh, looking at Australia today in terms of music, uh, there's no life in music here. It's, it's <laughs> too dry. Can, can you, can you, can you repeat that? <laughs> yeah. Like, there's not really life in, like, there's no life when it comes in terms of music here. Like, it's so dry and we are trying to, like, see if we can shape that yeah. and make people actually enjoy music the yeah. way it should be. I always say this music is free. You know, people should sure. not always <clears throat> downgrade other for music or say Mr. A is trying to like offer himself. We should all be there to support Mr. A. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, for sure, when one person goes up, the other one goes up. Rich. So that's why I try my best to, you know, I'm not going to charge anyone for my music. Just support me and I also want to support people out there. And so I see mm-hmm. everyone, you know, making it out there. 
Yeah. So yeah, degree is not the way to go. The thing to go is follow your dream, follow what you love doing. Your interpersonal skills will actually shape who you want to be. That's the truth. The degree is just a paper that yeah. will actually get you to the government job and you probably be there yeah. until you retire. And get unless, un- unless of course that is what your dream is. Yeah, uh, unless so, like unless so, but yeah. I feel like there's difference between wanting the money and yeah. passion. Passion can actually push you to do more exactly. than just you trying to get just the money. You know? And that's it. Yeah. Wise words from K. Oh. No, look, I, I 100% agree with you, yeah? Because I feel like we live in a society where the educational system is set up for just one set of people. It's like, there are, you know, those people who okay, yes, I want to go to school, I want to learn this, I want to learn that, and mm. what I want to do is, you know, come out and be an engineer, be a doctor, be this. Mm. It's perfect. Go to school, get your degree, do your thing. Mm. But then there's a whole different set of people of who are, you know, who should not be going through mm. that same step. Who shouldn't put, who should we put in that same <laughs> you box? Some people look like a... <laughs> 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 yeah, so many people that should not in the same box. Because <laughs> if, if you look back at even when you were in school, but here in Nigeria, there was always, you know, those group of people who were like at the top of the, you know, always at the top coming first, second, third, whatever. But then there were those people at the bottom. And they were always, you know, they were always made to, they were always made to feel like, oh, to feel I'm like not smart, not you know, I'm not good enough, I'm never going to yeah, be anything, yeah, or you're a blockhead, yeah. or you're this, or that, 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 that. But then if you looked at those people, there was always that thing they were really good at. Because remember this one kid back when I was in school in Nigeria? I've never met anybody who can play soccer as good as that kid. Like he, was, he was short as hell, but nobody could handle a ball like this kid. But every time when the results came out, he was at the bottom of it. Yeah. And you know, with my school, if you came, if you came bottom, bottom three, they're calling out an assembly and they're whipping your ass. Mm. But this guy had other skills that they should have been, you know, mm. promoting. This other skills that they should have been trying to develop. But it was always school. It's Boom. Massive, yeah. They get a whole like a whole bunch of people into the exact same system doing the same subjects, and then they expect everybody yeah, to then. Yeah. I, I like how you actually say that, like because. You say Canberra has um um say I don't know just say Canberra has six thousand kids born this year, you know in um this twenty nineteen in twenty twenty friggin twenty twenty nine they should all be sort of in uni ish. Now if you take all those six thousand kids and put them in uni and pass them through maths and English and all that sort of shit, what exactly are you trying to breed? And you just, you just, you just, man, you've just taken a whole bunch of, of kids from diverse backgrounds, diverse skill sets, exactly. diverse talents, diverse inclinations, diverse freaking passions, and you've put them through the same system to go achieve the same thing. It doesn't, it doesn't help. And like, then you expect them to come out and be like, all right, this, I'm so good at yeah. this. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, it actually, I like how you actually say that because it doesn't make any sense. We have to come to the point as a, as a, as a community where we can say, you know, this is what you are most likely good at. And this is where you should, like, you see that guy that just left here, Izu. That guy has no future. Uh, it's not shit, it's a fact. No future in the classroom. 
He doesn't study. He's not a student for every yeah. every you know every um purpose of the world. He's talented. But you know, there's other things that I know this guy can do, and I know that if he has actually put or if he's they been given be. that opportunity to mm. put his time and effort into that, he could have made something out of it. And it's the same with uh, uh, you know a uh, uh, myriad of other people out there that can actually do other stuff but you you know you want them uh, one thing I always say is that it's always good to have a degree mm-hmm. you know it's always good to have a degree mm-hmm. basically because of the type of world we live in today especially like Australia is a bit you know linear with this sort of stuff but in Nigeria where PhD holders don't even have jobs mm-hmm. you know you're you're playing yourself where you say you don't uh, you don't hold even like just your basic mm-hmm. bachelor's so, you know, it's always good to have a degree, but what are you having a degree in? Exactly. You're talking about if your degree has helped you in anything. My degree hasn't helped me in anything, and I don't think it will. Because what I did, I, I struggled through my classes, not in terms of the workload. There, obviously, there was difficult um, subjects or units. But in terms of, dude, I really don't want to sit down here learning about how a mitochondria powers the body. There's 2,001 other things I could actually channel my brain power yeah. to and do it like a whole lot better than this yeah. shit I, I'm having to pass through. So, you know, it's, you know, and I've come into the world and, you know, obviously as an international student, it's hard to get a job straight up. Like without a PR or a citizenship, it's it's almost next to impossible to get a job in that field. Yeah. Basically, even if I, you get that job and, you know, you live that life, man, it's, I don't know, I don't know what it would be like. Like, I cannot live that life. And, in my in my in my present day um self like what I am today, uh, there's nothing. There's no like obviously there's experiences that you know no matter wherever you go you know whatever experience you have there's things that will follow you all through your life. But in terms of like key skills like you know um skills you can actually pinpoint. I don't think there's anything that you need um left behind that actually is helpful in my. Yeah, no, 100% agree with you. Because like I said, there's, there are people who, you know, that's where they should be. Uni, school, you know, high school, all that stuff. That's, th- that's the line that they should follow. Book. Yeah, no, I, I just, I just cannot for the life, yeah. I cannot for the life of me understand why we would then take everybody, everybody else and put them in the exact same system. Yeah. Oh, you're doing math, you're doing English, you're doing all these subjects that are not going to help you in any way. In I'm going to use way. myself as an example. For me, I feel high school was a waste of time. Mm. Complete waste of time. I was in high school doing math, extension math, yeah. physics, biology, chemistry. That's when the last time I used any of that. Yeah, I'm still mad. I have uh, never. I did, I did extension since I left too high school. Math, bro. <laughs> I did extension too much. You know how hard that stuff was. <laughs> like who sent me? Right? I finished all that and then I went and did IT. And then I finished my IT degree and decided to work in cybersecurity, which I didn't even do anything about in uni. A lot of this stuff I learned on the job. A lot of this stuff I taught myself. Yeah. Yeah. I think how good you would have been if you had actually, actually just started earlier. Yeah. That part from way back. Yeah. yeah. That's that's actually something I was saying, you know, last year, I think I said this to you, because I did my internship in a corporate um, environment for the first time. It was my first time working in that sort of environment. So I started to learn a few things about, you know, the job and the kind of stuff you can learn, sort of in the IT se- sector as well. Um, and towards the end, at the start, I kind of told them, look, I'm not graduating next year, like, don't even offer me a grad program, so I don't think I'm coming back. I, I didn't think I'll enjoy it. Cause come going in, people were like, oh, is this institution? Like, man, no, not, you know, what is this? Like, this is not an engineering field. Like, I was just doing it for the loss, cause that was the only experience, um, what offer I got. And by the end, you know, there was the grad opportunity that came out, and I, 
you know, discussed with a few managers actually, and I discussed with a few people. And something, you know, struck with me that someone said it's, you know, why go sit down in uni and study one more year when you can learn exactly the same thing or even better on the job yeah. and get paid to do it. Yeah. From that day, I was, I went home and I told my mom, like, yeah, I'm dropping this out for my degree. I'm graduating this year. Yeah. That, that was the end for me because I'm like, if I can learn this stuff on the job, I'm getting paid to do it and I can get better at it. Yeah. Then what's the point of me going to the classroom where I'm paying them thousands of dollars? Yeah. And you just come learn. out of death. Yeah, for me to just learn how to learn. Like, how crazy is that? Because yeah. that's what you're, you're pretty much doing at uni. If your degree makes no sense to you, all you've done for what, the 18, 20 years of your life is learn how to learn. Yeah. Because when you get to the job, you're doing exactly the same yeah, thing. Yeah. And you've got to, you've got to think about it as well. That extra one year, that's a one year experience that comes out of you. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, man. You, <laughs> it's crazy. How much it, it pains me so much how you pay so much money. Just to end up in class and the teacher is showing you the same slide. It's actually reading what. Tell them how much. Twenty-three thousand a year. Do you understand how a teacher opens a slide and reads the same slide? And reads the slide. And then go home and teach us how to read it. Exactly. No, um, and now the rest is you go to figure out how to solve it. That's just no. It's money making, man. Twenty-three grand a year to to have someone read out slides to you. It's actually it's it's crazy, bro. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. That's why, yeah, I, I didn't show up to lectures much. I wanted to go to UC with the, the big emblem logo mm. and just kneel down and do, just, <laughs> just, just, just say what's let loose. <laughs> just let loose. Nah, it's crazy, it's crazy. Like, the education system is just, that's ridiculous because apparently, I think I was, re- I was reading somewhere the other day, apparently the, like, the education system hasn't changed in about, what, 400 years or something. Like it's it's like that that is actually ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I'm not even surprised, man, because half the stuff I learned is stuff from like 200 years ago. It's, it's, I literally ask myself, like, when am I gonna use this in life? Like, <laughs> it's let's not totally bash the whole system. Like, definitely, like this, the knowledge is not lost. No, it's not wasted. The knowledge is sure. not lost. And you know, um, 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 this this is people who actually love these things, and these people actually exactly. are dying to go through that. You know that program that you're trying to get out of. There's yeah, people sure. that will actually use that shit, and you know. But then, there needs to be that. a better way to tailor this. Yeah, there should be a better way to categorize people. Basically, like you can't just group everybody and say, you know, everyone's gonna go through. Even in, in the same form of education, some people actually would do better off at, you know, an uh an institute like a oh. education institute like some like CIT than actual university. Do you feel? Like hands-on, more hands-on sort of thing. And I feel I'd have blossomed more if I went yeah. to see But then there's this whole stigma against, oh wait, this person has a degree, this person has a diploma, oh, da-da-da-da-da. Oh, yeah. Especially, and when it comes to Nigerians as well, like, you know, the degrees are seen as freaking gold. It's like, oh my god, he has a, he has a, he has a master's, you, he has a PhD. If you don't have PhD, you're not even a child of your father. <laughs> <laughs> Because no, I remember when I finished, I finished my degree. Up until now, every time I talk to like you know older Nigerians, oh, when are you gonna go back for your masters? Exactly. I don't, I thinking. don't need my masters. Why am I gonna go back for it? What? Okay, what are you actually doing a masters for? Some people don't. Fine, masters are good, but let it not be that. Okay, ah, your plan for life is going get a degree, get a masters, get a PhD, and then you become our nice that you feel. Like that's especially from like coming from Nigeria, that's the that's the that's the mentality. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you're done with your degree, like you say, everyone is okay. When I go in for a master's, you're done with the ma- I know people that are practically, you know, some people that have done like three, <laughs> ma- <laughs> three <laughs> masters. 
Hey, you gotta pile them up, yeah, man. I, mean, got, yeah, I think I need to go for another one. You gotta have enough pieces of elders, like pieces of papers, like frames and stuff. Exactly. And then you know, play masters. Well, like, and you gotta do a PhD to get doctor in your name, man. Like you might be doctor Chidi. You know you feel like you're the right doctor Chidi. Don't call me doctor. I need you to just have like. A comfortable, happy life. If the doctor, exactly. if that doctor isn't paying your bills, what, what is it there for? Yeah, for sure. I need to be a doctor, man. What's the point of being a doctor? And I'm not bashing the profession or anything. Mm-hmm. That's a noble profession, and I respect, but always respect to everybody and anybody that's in that, you know, line of field, uh, line of work. But um, what's the point? Where I came from, I was like, you know, I'm the kind of person that's really outgoing. I want to be there doing stuff. I wanna, I wanna live out every moment to the fullest. I don't want to spend half my life studying and then the other half of it working. Mm, sure. It's, I mean, it's, 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 the, the, the cycle is ridiculous, man. Because, yeah, you, you know, you're born and then they put you into school mm-hmm. and then they tell you, oh, you know, you finish this, oh, you're going to have time. There's always time. Like, that was one of my dad's favorite lines. Oh, you know, there's always time. There's always time. You finish this one, you go to secondary school, oh, you're going to have so much time for fun when you're in yes, uni. Man, you get into uni. Now nah, oh, read your books when you start working. Yeah. You finish uni and then you're straight into, into work, work and now you're working but as you're working, you got bills to pay. So it's basically, you've gone through all stages just so you can keep working yes, paying bills going back to work yeah it's crazy it's man you know, you know a phrase i hate that someone it's said crazy. you heard this the other day as well someone said suffer now enjoy later oh my goodness and i was like think about that for a second man what if you suffer now and then you're still you suffer, suffer now suffer in school you're still gonna suffer to pay the bills later what are you enjoying yeah like there's this oh. mentality that just because you're suffering it means it's good yeah well, there's yeah, going to be a reward there's always going to yeah. be a reward Come on, man. Suffering is actually it's futile. Exactly. I swear. It's uh, like there, there are people who will, you know, put in the put in the hard work now, and hard work doesn't necessarily mean suffering. That's something people exactly, need to understand. Yeah. yeah. They think oh, there are people who will suffer now and then, you know, they will enjoy later. Mm. But there are also people who are suffering now and they're not enjoying nothing. And there are people who are having it easy now and they're enjoying. Yeah. Like there's this mentality that oh, you gotta do the hard stuff. You know, if it's yeah. if you're not if putting it's not in, hard, then yeah, you're not doing nothing. Yeah, stuff. you're not putting in work. Yeah, you're not getting nothing out of it. But um, you know, yeah. It's a bit messed up. Like, true, true. You know, there's always the, the there's always the hard work now and play later. But are you really gonna play later? Do you feel like you know if you're if you're only gonna if you're only like Australia is actually a pretty good place. Like, if you get a decent job and you know what you're doing, you can actually like you work for a couple of years and actually set something up for yourself for sure. properly. But um, if, if there's there's people in Nigeria that have worked for twenty years. 30 years. Still and suffering, they still bro. Still buy a car. Mm-hmm. And they suffer before they started out. Sometimes I'm on Instagram, I look at some of, like, you know, like there are some pages where people are just complaining about their jobs and all this stuff. And I look at jobs that are being advertised and I'm just like, wait, this is how much you're giving somebody a month. Someone is making 40K, less than 40K. Naira, not dollars, a month. Just convert that to here. What is that? That's 200, that's less than 200 dollars. Yeah, a month. A month. No, nah, there's only one shit for cheating now. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to go back to Nigeria? No, <laughs> 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 oh, but nah, it's crazy, it's crazy, it's crazy, but it's crazy. I guess, I think maybe one more thing we'll probably touch on. I don't know if we've got enough time for this, but, you know, what's, what's the support system like, um, especially as international students? Do you have, like, you know, people who, you know, kind of support you? Maybe you have family and stuff here or back home, but I think most, Mostly here, like, what do you think the school system is like for international students, um, who they reach out to and stuff like that? 
Uh, to be honest, man, from my own personal experience, um, you know, like I told you, of how I had to all of a sudden have to start paying my fees myself and stuff, mm. you know, and I got to the point where, you know, I had to go to the uni and say, I need time to pay this off because this is my present um circumstance and it was unforeseen. Actually, I got proof. I actually got like actual proof of um news articles and just basically government legislation that supports the fact that they've restricted that flow of money. And what I found is that my University of Canberra actually blocked me out of the system there and they call it encumbrance, right? Yeah. They encumber you from the system. And I went to these people, I was like, see yo, I have never defaulted in my fees right up to this point. I've never for once, this was my after said after two years of getting I've never for once paid you late or not paid enough. Right now, all I'm asking for is time to actually pay this off on my own strength. Do you feel? Not off some, you know, sponsorship from wherever, on my own strength. And, you know, I remember vividly, there was once where this guy told me at the student, student central, he's like, oh, this is one of those cases where there's nothing you can do about it, or you might just have to go back to your country. I'm like, dude, I've been, I've, 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 I've come to, I've gone through 80% of a degree in a foreign country, and you want me to just go back to my country because there's nothing you can do about it. So I think it's actually, it's zero. To be honest, the support system for international students is zero. And to think of it, we're actually the backbone of the whole educational system here. Considering how much you pay. How much you pay and the amount of international students, do you feel? Like, considering how much we pay, there should be some more consideration, especially when there's evidence that this person is on the right path. You know, I'm doing good at uni. I haven't um, defaulted in my fees. I'm just asking for a little time, and then you take me off. And you find out that once they take you off that system, that ruins your entire semester because you have no access to no uni materials whatsoever. Any assessment that falls um, during that period, you're done for. And you you struggle somehow and find this money. They still make you pay an extra $120 or something as a late payment fee. Wow. It only gets worse. So, in terms of support system, if your mama ain't praying for you, man, dude, you're on your own. <laughs> Legit. Legit, you're on your own, man. That's, that's how I feel about it. Did you find it similar as well? Um, yes, I did. And it's actually quite hard because, like, it got to a stage whereby, where I was trying to look for, like, I needed money desperately to pay for my fees. Uh, I was running out of scared so no one could help me. I went to different people. I thought they were my friends. Like, you call them, tell them your situation right after that. They stop answering your call or they stop texting you. So, like, the support system was pretty bad. But I heard that they had this um, evil group, which um, I tried to join. Because they were like, oh, yeah, we assess people who are from this tribe. In terms of their, their financially down with support them yeah. so they can actually get, um, you know, advance and help themselves out also. And when they have the money, they can pay back. So I didn't really join them, but I had to find some, I had to go somewhere else and get the money. And it was actually good, but the support system is, is, is low. Like it's pretty, pretty bad. Like, yeah, it was that bad. But yeah. Yeah, that's what I can say about the support system. So, so it's not just support system in terms of like the school. So even in terms of just 
society and people around society you as well. There's, no, there's nothing really there. Hey, society, you got us boys, man. Yeah. You know, I actually say I could give a five rated was UC. There was a time where I was facing, like, I was so down, like, mentally. I was down mentally because I was so stressed out. We were trying to figure out how I'm going to pay my fees. So I, I was so stressed. I went to the UC medical department, told him my problem that, hey, I'm going through this. But, hey, I can't really do four units. It's killing me. So the lady who was um, talking to me, she asked me, hey, Okay, so how many units do you tend to take this semester? I said, okay, I want to do just two units. She said, that's fine. If that's going to reduce the stress from, you know, in you. I was like, yeah, I love that. Yeah. And she actually reduced from four units to two units, which as soon as I did it, I was getting like credit distinction in those units. So in terms of, um, when it comes to say, Workload and stuff like that. You're yeah. saying the universe is actually the universe actually. Well, as soon as right. it comes to money and yeah, paying fees, they're like, nah. It's different. pay a fees. Yeah, and they said to know to know your real friends is when it comes to money, then mm. you know who, exactly, who's man. beside you and who's not for you. You know, like my privilege is taking for a hundred dollars. <laughs> I ain't even playing. I can't do stuff on the uni portal if I don't pay hundred dollars for student fees. Yeah, no, that, that makes so, sense. <laughs> I remember one time, one like time I was my first semester of uni. I paid my, uh, no, second semester, I paid my fees late. And I was like, close to exam period, man, yeah. and I was just like, they locked me out of literally everything. And I wasn't even in, like, international students, like, I was up, I, this, I was still a PR at the time. Yeah. So I wasn't on Hex, I had to pay my fees up front. Yeah. But it wasn't as expensive as you guys. Yeah. But I paid, I paid it late. It wasn't like I wasn't going to pay, and I'd already spoken to them. Yeah. They, lo- they, they locked me out. They were like, nope. Until I paid it before, you know. I yeah. got access to stuff again. It, 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 it was crazy. It was crazy. Like, I remember when they also took me up on the, the unit itself. Mm. They were like, you know, my students. Wow. Uh, they actually closed me from my course when I was studying high because they said I paid my pay plans. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Due to some crazy circumstances. Like, they don't waste, they don't, they yeah. don't waste time. They don't that. Crazy shit. They, they don't, don't waste care. time with that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we fought hard on it and I got back my enrollment. And I continue my studies and we're just fine. So what, what do you guys think could be better? And not, not just in terms of the uni, but in terms of just like support in general support for people, general, right? like new people moving here, like what, uh, like what could be better? My advice is, first of all, just have enough money. That's one. <laughs> if, <laughs> if that doesn't apply to you, <laughs> then, uh, don't come here if you're not ready. <laughs> Just have enough money. If you don't, then you gotta work as hard as you can mm. to raise that money. Work like a fool. But, yeah, but in terms of like, you know, not, not from the perspective of the students who are actually coming here, but in terms of other people, in terms of Australia, in terms of the university, the churches, the different groups, like what could they do better? Like how could support be better for these people? Um, the hint is, some churches actually offer a loan yeah. to members. So if you are a good member of the church, they offer like loan to you, like they borrow you some amount of money to go pay, to go pay your fees, which is good. Uh, and also, so they have like the church group for funding. They have the community group, which is more for a tribalistic thing. 
where like Evo Yoga has is they have it. So they currently have those. Yeah, like are they are they are they good though? Like do they? Yeah, are they yeah. helpful? Yeah, as long as you're a corporate member that always come in for like meetings, uh, support also. Mm-hmm. They they always there to help you out. Like you know they come together to help you. Support, okay, that's good. Which is actually good. Yeah. That's good, man. That's that's yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Because it's yeah, it sucks hearing you know those stories from people who have left their country, especially coming here from Nigeria. Look, that's I'm pretty sure Australia is what the second furthest country from Nigeria. I think New Zealand's the furthest. It's the end of the world, bro. It's the end of the world. It's a whole. It's the end of the world. You don't got your parents. Exactly. You've left everything and you've come here, and then you're just on your own. There's no one helping you out. There's nothing. There's no one for you to turn to. That's yeah. That's that's a bit. Madness. Yeah. And you can never really explain these things to somebody. It's one of those things where you actually have to experience it yourself yeah. to actually know what it's properly like. Yeah. A lot of times I've noticed as well, you tell people, that even when you tell people that are back home these things, they think you're just going to stop them from coming. Yeah. That's oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and another thing is, you can't balance two things, work and studies. Yeah. If you're aiming to get more money, yeah, you get more money, but you fail. If you're aiming to freaking ace your your grades, up. grades, you'll get your ace, but you'll be broke. But you'll be broke. Exactly. So choose. Yeah. You gotta choose you the way. Choose one. Yeah, yeah choose one choose. and move on. Yeah, you can't. You can't. You can't work hard, pay your fees. Uh, you know, uh, keep yourself up and running and be getting ace, especially when you're actually in an intensive unit, and that's uh, intensive cost. And you know that sort of stuff. Most of us actually move to study. Like you wouldn't see someone that would travel from Nigeria to Australia just to like study yeah, arts or something, or something yeah. like that. Arts, uh, it's most of like intensive stuff, and then you you have to work at the same time. It's crazy, man. So yeah, that's what it is. Oh uh, look, that's yeah. It's definitely been very interesting hearing your points of view and just getting to understand how all these things have been happening. Because like I said. We have completely different experiences about, you know, our experiences when it comes to schooling based on, you know, how long we've been here, where we came in and the situation, like, you know, the conditions under which we came in yeah. are different to yours. So we don't, we don't get to see this, you know, first, we don't get to experience this firsthand. Yeah. Like, you know, we have a lot of friends who are international students. So we get to hear all the struggles and all the stories. Yeah. So it was good to get you guys here and just get you to touch on those. So other people listening, can, you know, hear this, understand, and hopefully it helps someone else out there who's probably thinking of coming here, mm. or other people who have just newly moved here, mm. and they're not, you know, they've been hit with this shock, they've been hit with this, oh wait, this isn't what I signed up for, sort of thing. Mm. So, you know, just listening to you guys talk about that, look, it's been, it's been really great, I think we should probably, you know, wrap up now, we've been going forever. It's good to have a Final words, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Richard, I trying, man. Word <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. to fifty. <laughs> nah, um, um, it's it's a good place. Like you know, if you if you if you know what you want, you can get some proper out of it. Speaking of Australia, and you know, like everyone just 
has to set out a life vision for themselves and just work towards it. And you know, like this, don't always think that, oh, I got a, I know Nigeria is a really tough place and some other places in Africa and some other parts of the world, but don't always think I've got to step out of this place to make it like this. People making it right there in your, in your corner. There's exactly. people making it right there in your street, you know, so you know, it's about, it's about just doing the best you can with what you got. And that's just what it is. Yeah, that's Cut. awesome. Alright, guys. Did you, yeah, did you want to, did you have anything else to add? Mm, not, not really, not really. Just, um, oh, I'd like people to see. Australia's a nice place to be, a lot of opportunity. Um, at the same time, walk smart and don't walk hard. Just walk smart. Yeah. Mm. That way you can eat the way and, that's you know, pretty true. So, yeah. Alright guys, uh, thanks for coming on the pod today man. Thanks really, for coming boys. Really appreciate you guys being here. Yeah, I guess it's uh, dinner time now, yeah? Yeah, yeah. dinner time. Dinner time. Yeah, 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 I think that's that's about it. Yeah, we're signing out. Uh, we'll catch you guys. If you guys plan to come to Australia, the grass is not just green on the other side. Yeah. It's green away water. It's to come here, prepare to walk. You <laughs> <laughs> might be end up walking in toilets, but walk is walk. A job is a job, you know. That being so said, yo, your, your boys are out. See you in the next episode. I hope you had a wonderful time. And like I always say, keep a smile on your face, people. Peace out. Later. Yeah.